0: Does that mean if I'm, you know, streaming Netflix in the duplicate world, I need another subscription? It's like all these kind of weird things that you well, the, the start, to, and thing and start that to ask. Well,
1: the latest thing is surgeons will train in the metaverse yeah. before they're unleashed on real bodies, they always come, know,
2: why, why are the use cases always <laughs> surgery? They pick the I most don't. alarming, high-risk... We, we mailed them, a high about we mailed them and say
1: we got a barber
0: app for them.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, of course, back to me taking the piss off Ian, It's absurd. You... Hello and welcome to another Telecoms.com podcast, the first for about a week and a half because people just keep letting their private lives get in the way of the important business of talking shit about telecoms. Um, I'm delighted to say we've got a returning very special guest, none other than Neil McRae, who's still from BT, but not for much longer. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, Neil. Great. Thank you, for, uh,
0: thank you for having me back.
2: Well, I think, I think one of the reasons you come back is, you know, we, we've sort of kept in touch since you were on the last pod. And then, um, you know, for, for those who, who don't read telecoms.com as regularly as they should, they might not know that, that you're going to be, you're your currently uh, chief architect at BT, but by the end of the year, you won't be anymore. That's right. Um, and and I wrote about that, and, and you got and you got in touch, not to bollock me. I hasten to add. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, no, I left that to my wife. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but before we started recording, he's saying he's saying his wife read the story and she felt a bit protective. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think I was right because especially it's a funny thing about being a journalist. If you write about someone that you've you've met in person, that does change
1: things. I mean, really, yeah.
2: professional journalists have to not let that change yeah, things. Absolutely. Um, but but you know it, it is slightly different than just writing about a sort of just a name and a job title
1: yeah i worry about that all the time though yeah well, because you, cause you well, quite piss, often piss people off, don't I you? I do, but yeah. I don't do thing. it to just piss them off. I no. just feel like I have to be critical, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. But then I, it does occur to me that... Or challenging, rather. Or challenging. Maybe and then yeah. sometimes you, you sort of think, well, maybe I've upset them. I don't really want to upset yeah. them because I get on with them quite well, but... You, you
2: don't want to upset them, but never, you never seem you, to flinch you, from
0: it, which nor should like, you, nor should feel you. Like I
1: have to do it, you know. It's like... like it. you well, know,
0: it's like a, oh, that's your job, isn't it? There's a couple of headlines that you've posted about me that got me hauled to the top floor a few times. Really? I know what Crack on. Yeah. <laughs> I know what those are. Yeah. Do you know, that would
2: be a really interesting thing to chat about,
0: actually,
2: is <laughs> no, but it's what effect we can have on the outside world. Because we're quite, we're quite insulated from it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, most people are not unwise enough to try and bollock us for our writing because yes. uh, it cracks me up when people try to go to war with journalists because in terms of public presence, we hold all the cards. We can just write another story going... Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Um, or as or, or some titles might do making shit up <laughs> uh, which I, I like to think well, that we don't do. They've only got
0: two and a half readers anyway <laughs> right. so we don't need to worry about those clowns.
2: <laughs> um, but, but you can. You have the power to do it if you want to be unprofessional and vindictive. So yeah. I, don't think, I, don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's advisable to sort of be openly hostile to journalists. But then it varies. You know, you know you've got the, the sort of Alistair Campbell thick of it type of thing where with political journalism and where where they can trade sort of access you know they can basically threaten. You know, let, let's say if I if I if I was a better journalist and I was getting more stories from from anonymous sources. Let's say for the sake of argument, you were one of them, which you're not. Um, then then yes, then there's a sort of quid pro quo, and you can go well, Scott, if you want to keep getting this goss on on BT and yeah. and our world from me. You better write nice shit about me and then then I'd have a sort of ethical dilemma on my hands. But I'm not a very good journalist, so I don't have those dilemmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's handy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean look, I, I um you know, I mean we've we've been a few events over the years and, and I always my goal is to try and leverage whatever I can whatever I can to get our message across or to get the value of what we do across. And I think Having a, you know, having a, a a position where you're able to talk to people and 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 spend time with them so that they're understanding what you're doing, because let's face it, our industry is very hard to understand. Yeah, tell um, me about it. So anything that we can do to help you understand it, so that you can then help, you know, your readers understand it, is a, is for me is a win-win. Um, and that's how we've, you know, that's how I've always tried to channel yeah, it. Spot on. Um, in 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 BT and and actually before that, but but it's also about you know having something valuable to say because um, quite often I think lots of people talk about stuff and they're like why are they pump press release and that it's yeah it's like press release yeah. that water is wet so
2: oh we we get some really redundant shit incoming that's for yeah, sure yeah. Um, I mean, even uh, I and mean, we had a good so on a previous pod we spoke about the the press event that that you and Howard held and and I. And I think i mentioned on the pod or or maybe i didn't, but um hopefully it's not indiscreet to mention it now, but but I had a little chat with you after, and I sort of went that was nice, but I'm not entirely sure what the point of it was from a journalistic point of view and and then you and you you basically said more or less what you said just now, well it's just about engaging yeah and then and I think you and I mentioned on the pod that you know we can 't really complain when people engage if they don't give us some really juicy story um and but then at the same time uh complain that they don't engage at all mm. and and i suppose so you've got to take the rough of the spoon i suppose the same works when you're someone who people like us write about you know there are positives you get from coverage but sometimes um you know Ian write something that gets you in the shit.
0: yeah and, and, and it's uh, not and you know don't get me wrong it's not it hasn't got me you know it's it's just people understanding the 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 wider context that's Mm. that's the challenging part right and and but also and also but then also you get people who you know and you say something in one way and people interpret it in a totally different way than you expected which which you know which can cause some challenges and and you know that that in itself is 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 problematic but Mm. Um, look, if you say something and you say it and then someone reports on you saying it, then that's all good, it's from my shit, point of view. Exactly, 100%. So. I mean,
2: and you, can, and you could have some, like, you know, I we try, at, at telecoms.com and Light Reading, we try and have a sort of a sort of analytical, slightly edgy take on things compared to a completely vanilla, you know, this happened and they were yeah. lived happily ever after type of reporting. Um, and that comes with higher risk because sometimes, uh, in, in the name of being edgy, you might get it wrong. Or you might antagonise people, but I also believe that, that people, the consumers of the journalism, want to see a bit of opinion there, because you're just curious to know what other people think about stuff.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it becomes a talking point, <clears throat> you know, otherwise if, if you're just, you know, putting out Everything that's in a press release, then, you know, you're not adding any value. I think having an opinion on stuff. I mean, I, I think our industry doesn't have enough opinions, believe it or not, or it doesn't have right. It doesn't have individuals saying what they believe. You yeah. Because quite often, you know, I'll say something, and then 20 people will say, "Oh, Neil, I totally agree with you," but they never say it to. They never say it to industry, so that we can actually jump through some hurdles, and we kind of spend a lot of time, mm. you know, in a world of pretense rather than what the yeah, and reality is. Yeah, what you think is. you should say. Yeah. Well,
2: do you know what? You've always been outspoken, we've always given you credit for that, and I intend on this
0: pod to test. <laughs> My the, outspokenness. Test the limits of your, of your willingness to be outspoken. The flying monkeys have been released <laughs> yeah. from BT's press t- department so there to knock me down.
2: Well, indeed, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, and, and we'll get into all that but, in but one actually, sec-
0: I don't, see, this is The Actually, I don't see myself as outspoken. That's that's the kind of weird thing. It, I see myself as saying, well, I believe. You know, yeah, well, with, that, with, yeah. that's hopefully a with some data that, to back it up.
2: Well you are at- if in, an out, in an absolute sense, you're right. In a relative way, you're outspoken because most yeah, people I don't agreed, say agreed. what they think. Yeah.
1: I, think oh. I think most people they go through this horrible process called press training or something yeah. that PR guys sort of organise. Sort and of it thing says, people like so, us end up doing when we're skint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know, when there's no journalists anymore, we're yeah. working for PR agencies, and, exactly. and they just don't. And it all becomes very anodyne, and, and it doesn't I, mean I've, anything. I think and that's I too early that. to tell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that is that f- straight from the uh, handbook? Straight
0: from the handbook. Right, okay. <laughs> tell. Uh, okay, excellent.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, before we, before we get into that, um, uh, just my, the, the little bit of stuff that I always forget to do about how if you're watching this on YouTube or the site or, increasingly unlikely, on Facebook, um, you can also... <laughs> you can also definitely listen to know, it definitely oh, yeah. on twitter uh, yeah well yeah well we'll get into that as well there's lots of fun
0: can you even watch it on
2: Twitter no, no. Though? You no. can't. No. Only, i
1: think it's five minutes
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> no, longer
0: them. videos are coming if you pay eight bucks upon no, oh, that's it, yeah, the blue. and, he, blue and, and he's blue thinking blue of blue. restoring
2: yeah. vine which was a video thing they bought a while ago no, no, It's all over. anyway <laughs> um we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> park that for a sec yeah it does seem to be all, all over i know it's fascinating well again which is why it's nice it's I I particularly cherish having a, a grown up as as we've positioned um, Neil before, because the grown ups seem to be really fucking everything up at the moment. So I'm I'm curious to know how all that works. But anyway, um, yes. So you can also listen to it on iTunes, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, and loads of other podcasting platforms. Um, am I good to just crack on, Pierre? You don't have any other little producer bits and bobs to so say. Uh, we, we do. We didn't do we, the City of the Month last time, did we? I don't think so. But um, I think you said rather boringly it was London. No, I think it was it was somewhere in the in Manila, Remember? Okay. Oh yes. Tel Aviv. Something city. Something city. Tel Aviv, yeah. yeah that, that should be a bit. Oh old. it is London
0: now. <laughs> it is
2: London now. <laughs> Sydney Sydney close second. Okay. And cool. Dublin third.
0: Is this where people are voting? Uh, That's
1: where, it's where where people listen to the podcast. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. okay. It moves Sorry. around the world and yeah, Dublin's yeah, I mean, not surprising. This is only looking at SoundCloud, club, huh? isn't it? Dublin's not surprising. Yeah. do about Manila. Have you been writing about the Philippines? Not it? much. Yeah, no. I've ever written about the Philippines to be honest no
2: no we <laughs> were interested in something there we go okay so um uh, so yes Neil so yeah we wrote about so you're chief architect and you certainly were last time you were on the pod and yep. then a story came out I think it was broken by our former colleague Ray um and uh I, I, I have no idea who his source was um and uh and then and then we jumped on it soon after and I emailed you for a comment um and, and then we wrote a story. And, and then we did a pod where we just sort of speculated about what's going on. So I think I'm going to start... Why, why don't I just start by sort of throwing the ball to you, Neil, and you? Just, why don't you tell us from your own words um, what your current situation is, and then I'll be interested to know whether you thought we were talking complete shit, partial shit, <laughs> or, or were spot on when we discussed it on the pod before?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what you said. But, Luke, I am... Um you know, I've I've had a great uh, twelve years at BT. It's been a great place to work. I've got to play with one of the biggest telco train sets that you that you can imagine. Met tons of people. Gone to f- you know all over the world. In fact, I was just in Tel Aviv last week um, on on a streaming event. Um, Pretty nice there. Yeah, it's very nice. I, I, and tech-wise, it's insane. It's uh, this is my third time there, uh, and I need to go back and be there um, for a bit longer. But yes, yeah, I mean, kind of BT's. Um, when I joined BT, I wrote, I, I wrote a paper about what BT should do. Um, after I was there for about three months, kind of I was lucky in that the guy I was coming in to replace was was able to he was there for three months so I kinda of had a handover which is which is a yeah. rare rare thing in, in Did this you join world. as
2: chief architect?
0: I joined as chief network architect. So right. I'm I'm a a my background is network and that's what I've done all my life. Um it's what I love to do, it's it's my passion. And and um and we had this three-month handover period. And I was able, to, you know, I was really able to observe rather than dive in for for a few months. Yeah, and, that's handy. And and I kind of said, "Crikey, we're, what what what?" And and it's not unique to BT. Many companies are like this, where you know people think they understand the strategy of the company. And 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 in, in a couple of sessions, I was able to prove that actually everyone had a view of the strategy, but it wasn't. Quite what it should be, or or it wasn't as good as it could be, or it wasn't as clear as it could be, and and I you know I kind of said to we, we had this this thing called the design council which kind of drove the technical strategy. Actually, a, a, a really good thing where you know it wasn't one single person; it was a collection of viewpoints and data and and and, and, and insights. Where you know here is what we should be doing, and and I kind of said to them, look, I, you know, in telco we sell four things: we sell mobile. We sell fixed, we sell TV, and we sell phone lines, and we do some business services. But you they call that multi didn't they? Yeah, quad-play. Yeah, um, quad play, all those plays. So and, we sell, play, and we sell and we sell things that are a combination of those things as a service, you know. Um, and you know, we need to. In my mind, we need to be really focused on doing that job as best as possible. So you know, in, in mobile, we weren't in mobile then. We had not acquired EE. <coughs> um, we you know, years before I joined BT, we'd sold o- what was o- what is now O2. Um, That's it, yeah. So I kind of said, we have to be back. I strongly believe Look, we've got to have a mobile part of our business. So you
2: business. were a big cheerleader for the EE
0: thing, were you? <laughs> um, so kind of, yeah. I mean, I, what, what where we started was, we thought acquiring a company would be too difficult. Um, yeah, so I, was, we, I was kind of amazed that they let you do it. Yeah, I was, uh, given the I consolidation side. F, um, I wasn't amazed about that actually. No, I, we it's were pretty, mobile, yeah, we mobile. were pretty, yeah. fair enough. We fair were enough. pretty. I mean, it wasn't like we were going from four to three or yeah. five. To oh, to we four. can't do that. Everyone knows you can't yeah, yeah. go from four to three. That's yeah, um, not allowed. But what? But what? You know, what I did feel was, is if we're not in that, we're, we're going to miss something, and and so but you know, Actually, we built our own 4G platform. We were doing small cells to start with. Actually, that went really well. Gave us confidence. And then the, you know, the, the business thought, let's go big on this, which which I think was the right call. Um, TV, we were kind of, you know, are we doing TV? or we par- we're partnering with some people? We weren't. And I was like, well, are we in it or not? Let's be, you know, either we're in it, bang, spend the money, or we're not. Let's stop pissing about. Um, but I don't think you've, VT's done that very well. So, t- I think... No, so no offence. No, mobile, no. I the think the
1: STV. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: I think the the thing about there's two aspects to TV. There's kind of creating content. Um, I think there's elements of that we've done okay on, at least from the content point of view. In terms of the value, I think I think you're right to question it. Um, hmm. and, Especially and the I, footy. And I think um, you know where we go where. BT Sport goes from that point forward where it is now so we've got this joint venture which I think is quite exciting you know it, what, what what we learned from TV is is it's hard it's yeah. not an easy thing to do it's big money um lots of people have got different things they want to watch so you know I'm not a football fan I'm a motorsport fan people are cricket fans you know it's it's you know football is a big part of it no question <clears throat> but it's quite difficult but I think if you look at the execution, so I'm I'm a technical guy. If you look at our execution on BT Sport, um I think it's hard for for anyone to say that, that, that we didn't do a great job of that. We were first with four K, we were first with um loads of innovations. Replace them, um, was cool. Yeah, and, and you know our app was was, was very strong to start with. Um, but it, it's a hard business, and, and you know... Um, I suppose it's got but, harder, though, as well, with the because
1: when BT first went into TV was before things like... I mean, Netflix was still sending DVDs out in the post back then, wasn't it? And you had things yeah. like Love Film around, and then now we've got love these film. massive... Love Film. Yeah, oh, my God. Good. I used to be a <laughs> subscriber to Love Film. And <laughs> you got probably still by that sounds, and, uh, it sounds like a sort of porn subscription. It does, yeah, it's a weird name for it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it must have completely changed things well, from I an think, operator's but, perspective. But, yeah,
0: but even look at the TV companies. You know, yeah. look at ITV. Look at all even well, the we, BBC. Well, we never had it on anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but they've they've suffered. You know, that's how hard it is. You You've got ITV, who's been in TV longer than just about anybody, and they've had a tough tough time as well. So, it's it's you know, and making content is expensive, and then you and then forget the whole commercial stuff look at YouTube where it's just you know three guys in a, in a room with a, a, a guy pressing the buttons and spe- sp- spieling on for an hour and a half that's yeah. massive right now so yeah. it's th- like the whole, the whole a bit fun- like this yeah a bit like this <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole the whole content world has changed dramatically um, actually, the idea for BT Sport came out of the Olympics. So we—I don't know if you know BT—we we, did—we ran the network for the Olympics, um, and actually, I, you know, I wasn't directly a part of that. I was—I was kind of on the sidelines, but advising, and because it, it already had a lot of planning when I joined BT, and uh, Kev Murphy, who ran it, uh, did a phenomenal job. But a lot of ideas came out of that, and, and there's one that I used even to to this day, or you know, t- almost ten years on, more than ten years on, actually. Um, which is, you know, in in the network days, we pulled the network every 15 minutes. Um, Usain Bolt could have ran the 100 metres, you know, a million times in 15 minutes. So how do we know if anyone saw it? And that spawned a whole rethink of how we do network management, entirely changed and actually much more cloud-like before the cloud even arrived. So um, TV, I think we... The the thing I'll say for TV is we went for it, we had a go. It was difficult. We learned some things. We we made our whole, or actually our BT TV platform much better. It's phenomenal now. The, um, Chris and the guys have done an epic job of that. But you know the content side of it is hard. Um, mm. And I think you know I'm I'm really excited about about the partnership that that we've got the JV with with um, Discovery. But that's got a long you know that's that's going to have a whole set of challenges ahead of it, and I wish those guys well. But, you know, when I walk into the, the studio that, that, that the guys built um, in, in, in the Olympic Park, it's just phenomenal. They, 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 they nailed it. Uh, Jamie Hindhow, who was who's our CEO for that, they really built a, an impressive place. So, um, I, I, for me, we had a go at it. You know, the alternative is not be in it, and I think, I think it was right to have a go. Well, that's interesting. it's interesting how you phrase it as the
2: alternative is to, is to not be in it. Um, because I've always viewed telcos getting involved in content as, at best, hubristic. And a, a far more egregious example of a misstep than <sighs> BT's ever done is, is
1: AT&T. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Well, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the big one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, and, you know, um, and, and in some ways, in some ways, you know, BT sort of tried to do a bit more organic stuff yeah yeah they spent big money on rights to certain things but then but then it's not like they you just went off and bought
1: no i but well, bt was in it for a long um, time as well that at&t time warner thing just well exactly very, very but fast, but, I, it? but
2: the interesting thing from what from from what neil says i can i can and this is you know one of the really interesting things about having someone um who, who's at neil's level in, in the sort of corporate food chain is you know we speculate a lot about how the grown-ups as i call them the you know the the ceos and the board level people make decisions and i get i quite enjoy presuming that the decisions are made less expertly than they would have us believe partly because my my understanding of human psychology you know, we were all little kids once no one's omnipotent Everyone. lord of the flies everyone's got an ego Everyone's got biases. Everyone's yeah. got agendas. Everyone's got greed. We're whatever. human. Yeah, we're human. Well, when you're a kid, you you see your parents are like, oh, they really
1: have their shit together. Well,
2: and yeah, and then you get to about fifteen, <laughs> and you're like, Jesus Christ, they're just a human being. But yeah. I,
1: think, <laughs> I think I think mean, I this is a very general comment. There's not telecom specific. I c- CEOs, I think, like to do big deals, don't they? Because it's something. Yeah. it's like it's like the HST. It's kind project, of baked you know, into their CEO ego a, big a bit. Train but that's, but that's
0: like it's like for me, I like turning on a big new better network because I'm a network guy. If you're a CEO guy wants a front company, say you want to do big deals, that's Part yeah. of being a CEO. If you yeah. if you don't want to do big deals, you're probably going to be a rubbish CEO. But Fair but I I, I mean yeah. I would say everything that I've been involved has gone to the board. Um and and actually most of the companies I've worked for, it's about it's more of us convincing the board what we want to do is the right thing to do. It's not about them saying you will do this, okay. you will do Fair that. Yeah. But the thing I think the the thing that. um our industry is not great at and, and I, I say this pretty much every panel i'm ever on because we're still not good enough is things like you know i, I don't want to i don't know the details of of at&t and, and that tv thing in, in detail as i know Audio it started and stopped, and stopped very quickly <laughs> uh, but what i think they, they miss is were they really thinking about customers at the end you know yeah. is 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 that in the forefront of their mind and when we did um, BT Sport, we really had a view of how can we do, you know, sport in a different way, l- learning from the things that we got from the Olympics, trying to build on that kind of good feel mode that was there. We genuinely thought. Can we bring something that's different to that? No, you know, we, and, and of course Sky are a competitor, a great competitor um, in this space. They do a phenomenal job of, of, of um, sport presentations. I'm a big F1 fan. I, I watch it on Sky, yeah. and, and they're great. Um, and they've got their way of doing it. We wanted to try something different, and and I think, um, but it was all focused around the customer. Um, and I think you know it worked really well to start with because we were focused on customers, and then and then you know the and then as Ian rightly says the whole content world well changed you know Netflix appeared and downloadable content you know all enabled by us as internet companies um, and, and telcos so. You've um, got and Amazon
1: uh, even going into sport, haven't you? Yeah, now, so. and,
0: and and the UK only, because the UK yeah. market is also kind of weird. And that you know probably the only other massive sport market is probably the US, um, and, and at least from a money point of view. So I think um, you know I think it's right to, to to try and see if you can do something. It's, it's a you know we look for something that's close to our area of expertise. Um, and and clearly the technical side of it was close to our expertise, yeah. and, and we you know BT you know BT Tower, I don't know something like eighty percent of the of the world's TV passes through that 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 node in our network. So we've got expertise. Uh, we did a great job on the expertise part. We did a a pretty decent job on on the sports side what we recognized though was that bt sport to really take it to the next level we needed to do something bigger that was probably beyond what what, what right. we were capable of you mean bigger in terms of just scope of coverage or <clears throat> uh, every, and, and probably in every angle that you could right, think of bigger. and 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 the key thing about that was um thinking actually what do customers want and how is it changing hmm. and and that sort of that you know if we were going to take if, if you're going to you know and BT sports a great brand in fact you know i don't know if, at one point if if you'd watched a BT sport program you were twice as likely to buy from BT right and that's massive right. You know, and so those and that, are the not, sort
2: of synergies and yeah, and that was and not just like in
0: consumer mm-hmm. stuff. That was in business stuff. You know, because you know CEOs love football. Hey, we need a new mobile. Let's buy it from BT, or we need a new network. Yeah. And that was massive for us.
1: But it does sound like the focus has changed quite a lot as well under new management in terms of, I mean, all anybody ever seems to be interested about now, whenever there's a BT call or there's anything going on, is how quickly five is Fiber, being rolled yeah. out and. You know, and that was I was on the earnings call last week, and it was a yep. the whole—the only thing that got talked, talked about. about. And yep. I remember back in the days of Gavin Patterson, it was like how much he's spending on on sports rights, you know, and what's happening with the EE thing, and
0: it's and so it that went shift new series has of just Baywatch been so dramatic, in. you know. Um. And and you know, and, and and again, so the third thing I wrote was we need to do fiber, um, and and. And actually, what I found about all three of those things—easy to write—we need to do it in a paper. Or actually, doing it is is a lot harder. And you know, mobile overline, TV overline, fiber—to go, you know, to get something that looked viable was hard, really hard. And the the big thing, and I, and and this is where you know, BT often we often get challenged. Well, you guys did nothing for a long time, right? Why? Because the data didn't support doing anything, so you know I've got graphs that say on, so we've got our fiber to the cabinet platform that most people are on or, or you know a good chunk of the, the country are on either from BT consumer or from another service provider right and the reali- the start reality is is that's a 70 meg-ish service or you know depending on where you are, but but for most people, they were never using more than 70 meg. So, uh, hey, I'm going to turn up and say, we've got this fiber thing. It's twice as fast as you need. We're going to charge you more. And customers will say, well, why do I need it? Yeah. Well, that's right? still the
1: attitude now, though, isn't it? To, to some extent. To Even some to extent. Take sort of 25% or whatever, 30%. To some extent. But,
0: but the difference is, is what we <clears throat> see in the network is customers hitting the top line much more often than they ever did before. Right. Much mm. more often. So before, and, and actually, you know, that, that, that bit of analysis that helped us really push the move from ADSL2 to, to Fibre to the cab. But the same analysis now is allowing us to push customers to say, well, actually, we are seeing you use it more, and, and this is the impact it's having. Um, Fibre is also much more reliable. It's easier to operate. Um, and I think, and, and the guys at Openreach are just nailing it in terms of build pace. I mean, nowhere else is building the, the way that they are. And and, and actually in, in, I'd also say in the UK even, you know, the Altnets and, and some of our competitors are doing a great job building as well. Some challenges about where we're building that, that need to be figured out are in, and, and also in how do we make it inclusive so everybody gets fibre. That's another big challenge that we have that we as an industry haven't solved but we've got some good ideas. But when you look at the reason fiber is so important is because it's it's the bedrock of the company it's what you know bt's been around for 176 years mm. um and most of that was fixed line most most of it was fixed line as wireless or satellite we're still in satellite we still have big earth stations. satellite's trendy again um and valuable because the technology's moved on mm-hmm. so when when you look at it through all those lenses we're you know we're trying to you, you, you're, we're trying to solve every communications problem a customer has. Sometimes we get it really right, sometimes we, we need to tweak it and, 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 and have a few goes at it. But we, you know the thing that I've tried to instill in BT and especially in the technology sides of the team is customer. Yeah, yeah. Right. And if anyone, I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen people bring a PowerPoint to me that customers like the last word of the last slide. Yeah. And I'll roast them alive. By the way, for people it. might want this shit.
2: Yeah. Well, and this is this is one thing that that's, that intrigues me, and I've long suspected. You know, you see, you see companies try new strategies or big bits of M and A or whatever, and and obviously they've got to sell it to investors. Yeah. And they sell it to investors in a, you know, for example, you know, you saying you weren't sure what the rationale with with AT and T. One of their things was was to do with these sort of synergies to do with advertising platforms and that sort of thing. And they yeah, thought no one really
1: already understood that, though. No, yeah. I never really. understood well, But you fully can't explain it simply. It's not a yeah. good. It's like it's like Ericsson Vonage. No one really gets it. No, everyone's like.
2: But 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 presumably <laughs> the people who championed it, um, maybe at the Neil top does, table but. at AT and T did get it. But either way, it obviously turned out to be bollocks. <laughs> so you know i mean i it would be interesting to know to speak to the people who most championed it and going so what went wrong
0: yeah but anyway um but actually, one thing though yeah. don't forget there's two things to this there's a strategy and then there's the execution <coughs> of it There so is. you still have the right strategy that you haven't executed it right you know and and i quite often find that um you know that in, in, i see that in companies that are saying the right things but they just don't deliver on it mm. and, and especially and that, with A.
2: yeah like a tiny example I've just been able to observe internally, and I'll choose my words carefully because I don't want to be seen to be slagging off my paymasters, but in former bought light reading in 2016, and I was just able to observe how the integration went about, the pros and cons. I certainly won't dissect it here and now, but you see how, you know, it's difficult. It's one thing doing the M&A, and then you get the impression that maybe some of the people involved in the M&A go right my job's done I'm just going to hand it over to someone else yep. who isn't necessarily as invested in the whole thing as they were in the first place so that's a tricky that it's integration is tricky yeah. but, but
0: also I mean, I, I mean I'll mean, i be honest here I, I hate M&As uh, they're so hard it's all about humans and they're very disruptive mm-hmm. yeah and, and you know so you know, even when we're talking about, should we acquire a, a mobile company? I'm like, oh, this is going to be heavy, man. And, yeah. and I'm like, I'm just <laughs> yeah, thinking of, I'm, and, and there are some people who propel themselves towards, and, oh, yeah, I want, to be in, I want to be on the integration team. And I'm like, I'm want to. i running. I'm going the other way. Yeah, yeah. And I get, hold on, Neil, we need you for integration. I'm like, oh, no. Because um, one, I'm not the, I, 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 candidly, I'm sometimes not the most best um, people, person to start with. I kind of have to, I, I, especially in my younger days. I kind of have this notion of if you don't convince me that you're valuable in ten minutes, you're probably dead to me. Right. Uh, that was my, my, my mode of thinking. I've, Harsh I've, but fair. I've matured a bit <laughs> since then. It's about twelve minutes, but um, the the um, I mean, does, I mean does genuinely does that mean we're valuable that you come back for us? Yeah, I've come visit. back. Yeah, it was, it was about an hour and a half though. Um, but no, I mean, I mean seriously, it's all about people, and and then the people are linked to the customers. Um, and it is people underestimate M and A's. Every mm. everyone I've been involved in, I've done a, a, I don't know four maybe five big ones. E was the biggest one. Um, they always underestimate um, the, the people. And people talk about culture, right? You, you said that word. It is an important word. But actually, I've yet to ever work in a company where there was one culture. Yeah, totally. That, that, you know, you've got, and, and, in, and in BT, there's several cultures, depending on which part of the group that you work in. I mean, we've got generic, you know, do good, connect for good culture. That's our generic culture. That's what we, we come together on. But in networks, we work in our way. And in consumer, they work in their way. And and then the same as in EE. And actually, what we've, you know, everyone's like, oh, EE's got this wildly different culture. And, and actually, in the marketing department, that was true. Mm. The techies, actually, we were pr- much more closely aligned than anyone ever thought, um, and and you know that was kind of that was great news for me because we could we were talking the same language very quickly, um, and and able to to really move on on some really b- some big key decisions. Yeah, the, quickly.
2: the branding stuff was interesting because <laughs> uh, you know I at the time of the acquisition. Um, Someone that I think all three of us know quite well was was the main sort of networks PR guy that we knew at EE, Howard. Ah, oh, yes, um, yeah, 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 and uh, and yeah, and so it was interesting to chat to him, get his sense of how it was all going, and and and, and the brands are obviously quite different. Yeah. We have we have these conversations within Informa, you know, what is the telecoms dot com brand in the broader context of the Informa brand? You know, in some ways it's more prominent because by definition we're an outward facing. Um, thing, whereas whereas Informers a B two B brand, yeah. but then Informers a great big FTSE one hundred company, and, and Telecoms dot com's got about five employees. So um, yeah, the branding stuff's really interesting. I think I think they got there. It took a while. I mean, I f- purely anecdotally, I ended up shifting my broadband from BT to EE because an EE person sort of outsold. They said. You should shift to this. So, so, in other words, there were bits, there were silos, <laughs>
0: there were silos within BT that kind were competing directly with yeah. each other. Um, and, and 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 in some, I mean, there's some aspects of that are good, but there's also some aspects that are just crazy, right? And and we saw that, um, you know, in the early days when as, as things weren't getting up to speed. And Of course, you know, people are also trying to vie for position. You know, there's some. You know, we, we might have two people are doing the same job and you've got to integrate. Yeah. And what does that mean for me? And, again, that's the human part. It's really hard. Exactly. Yeah. And, and people are, you know, trying to, you know, become, you know, supermen to kind of, you know, well, I'm the best guy for this job, which is great. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I always say, guys, just let's just step back to where's the customers in this discussion. Um, and and if yeah. if we're doing what's right for the customer... Actually, the rest of it will will be fine. I completely
2: agree, and, and I think, and that that was the point I was trying to make about imagine you know pitching to investors and pitching to to other sort of C-suite people. Um, you can lose you can lose sight of of the customers, and you know it, it's become sort of a sort of throwaway cliche to be customer centric. But then you look at companies like Amazon that have always been obsessed about that, and they seem to be doing all right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, who is the person who's the, who's the customer champion at the top table? Who's the person where, when everyone else is hatching these grand plans and going, Oh we'll buy this and we'll expand that and we'll move into this space going, well, why do any of our punters give a fuck about everything that you were just talking about? So I think I would it's the say... the easiest
0: question to ask and yeah. often the hardest one to answer, basically. Indeed. And so, so, and now let me just finish the question yeah, sure, you actually asked, which, so... You know you look at that and um you know we're we're nailing it on 5g um, we've got a plan for TV we've got a we're, we're open reach are kicking ass on 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 five building like fury as we say um, the key things are and, and and actually BT's overall network performance you know when I joined BT was one of the the, the, the worst performing networks it's now one of the best performing networks um, partly because partly about the vision I had but also about a lot of hard work from, from a lot of people that, that, that made things happen um, but I kind of look at it and think you know actually BT's got everything it needs all it's got to do is sell it and sell loads of it and then life is good for BT um, so you know I'm, I I kind of like facing up. you know when I when I told some friends I, I'm going to BT, they're like, "Man, you're mad! You'll get nothing done there." Actually, I've yeah. got more done at BT than I've done anywhere else in my career.
2: Because it's brand to some degree, it is evolving, but its brand certainly was of, of a sort of stodgy, formulaic state. Yeah,
0: and, and, there are, and there are definitely <coughs> elements of that. But like everything, you know, if you're passionate about it, you find the people who are also passionate about it. You build your own network, and I don't know if you've if you've heard of a, an co an organisation called Skunk Works.
2: Yeah, vaguely. So, and it's got nothing to do with dope.
0: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this, is, um, this is a team of people that work for McDonnell Douglas that built the first stealth bomber. And they built it yeah. in complete secrecy. So, um, and actually, the, I know the guy who ran the project, a right. guy called Tom Stafford. He's a Apollo 10 astronaut. That's right. how I know him. I've it, met him. Yeah, senior
2: 71.
0: No, this is after uh, this. This was the B, This was the the uh, stealth bomber. You know, the one Nine that looks hop. like a triangle. Oh, the B- Yeah, the yeah. Sort yeah. Of zigzag yeah. one. So, yeah, um, like a so, so basically, President Carter, was it Carter. Yeah, President Carter told the the Air Force not to build it. Um, Tom Stafford ignored him and built it in secret. And the day that Absolutely. Carter went, he rolled the plane out. And it turns out Stafford Hashtag was deep right. State. To, yeah, yeah, he was right to build it. Um, yeah. maybe not right to keep it a secret. Um, but does um, make you wonder who's in charge? Yeah, well, exactly. But and, and this whole team that, that kind of built it was was called Skunkworks. They built I lots see. of other things. And if right. you see the the latest Tom Cruise movie. You'll see a little picture of the the you've skunk. Have you seen it? Right, um, the, the, you've the, you've the got top gun. Gun, gun one. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was alright. Yeah, I thought, it was, yeah, I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I like the CGI Tom. that makes Tom Tom Cruise look like he's five. But um, <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, and, and so I kind of my mode of operation is to find who are those people that we can get stuff motoring and then you build a bit of momentum and then everyone, yeah. and then when people see success like oh well, i'm part of that as well and, I, and actually the olympics was handy because um <laughs> i uh, i you know i was trying to get stuff done and people say now why are you doing this I was, oh, it's for the olympics oh no problem then you know, right. whereas there's was nothing to do with Olympics. I just whereas thought, if I you just get said, "I done. think
2: it's a fucking great idea," yeah, a bit of inertia.
0: So I was like, yeah. "I need to get this done for the Olympics." And then, boom! One day we wake up, we got a much better network that performs a lot better, and we got better right. partners, simpler network. So
2: sometimes you have to find indirect ways to do <coughs> what you what you're pretty sure the stakeholders will be grateful that you did.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, 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 there's I think there's, there's, there's kind of two things about that one is you know are you serious about it and how serious are you about it and two can you inspire the people to do what you want them to do and I, and for me i lead with inspiration um and luckily you know the, the whole space program gives me a million inspirational anecdotes um for me to use and it, and it works really well you know um i am I, I, um, I have a picture on my wall of of um apollo 17 the guys um driving the moon buggy around the moon uh-huh. And people will say, oh, "Neil, this is really hard." And I just point it and say, "That's hard." You know uh, they I mean, would yeah. be pissed off, but they get what I mean, um, you know. So, uh, so anyway, the things that are hard at BT are kind of done. Um, I so is that
2: because really, I was going to? You know, my sort of smart ass comment was going to be, "It sounds really great to work at BT, Neil." It
0: is so really why great. The fuck great. Are you <laughs> <laughs> so look, I, look, I think um, it's a really good question. I think in my role, you kind of, you kind of, you, you. have you, if i want to do my job the best i can do it i need different perspectives i need different experiences so part of this is about actually i need to go out there and, and find some different experiences there's also some kind of day-to-day things that are changing that you know i'm thinking do i want to be part of that or not
2: so does that does that sort of overlap with some of our speculation we did on the pod just about a general rejig and whether or, yeah, or not so, it's something that you yeah there's, there's being part of yeah
0: there's a, so you know we're the groups kind of refocusing the network teams um you know security is becoming a much bigger Certainly continues is. to be a much bigger challenge for us so we're you know there's some extra focus on that which i think's uh, right um but i kind of you know from from what what i want to do and what i bring value to you know i looked at it and thought it's going to be harder for me and um and 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 you know I'm an expert in certain things. I want to be able to use that expertise because actually from my point of view, I mean, I do network architecture. It's almost a hobby job for me. I'd do it for nothing. Um, Cause I love doing it. It's, you know, I, so, you know, I, I was um, on the way in, I'm reading something that's, that's network architecture really, not because of work, but because I'm genuinely interested yeah. in it. So, you know, and I, and I just thought actually, and, and, and actually, I mean, I was, I was going to leave BT a few years ago um, but they asked me to look at IT um, and IT is not my layer of expertise but uh, I know a hell of a lot of about it now, and actually, I saw that as a kind of a, a, a. The thing about BT is, is a lot of worked there for thirteen years. It's such a big sorry twelve years. It's such a big company, you can move around and do different things, and it's almost like you're working in a different company. Yeah, and I've kind of been, you know, I kind of know every part of 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 the organisation very well, um, and and I'm I feel lucky and honoured to to have been able to influence so much of it. Um. But you know I kind of looked at it and thought, you know, I'm, you know, am I am I in my best when I'm happy and I'm building stuff? Is that the is that what this looks right. like? And it just so it didn't sort look of like it, is, it for me. So I said it's a sort of phase I said, that's more, more maintenance
2: rather than building or something like that. I
0: th- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and but I think I mean I think there's other things that you know the, the the Telco industry needs to do, which is to figure out how it positions itself as something of value again. You know, we were talking before about results um and it's fair to say i don't think any telco outside of the u.s is doing particularly well and even the u.s ones are f- starting to find it hard um and i think there's you know uh, so uh, when phil uh, phil Philip jansen joined bt he kicked off this as as most new ceos do and i was expecting it you know what's our strategy let's just refresh the strategy i m- myself and and um Paul Seely, uh, who's a good friend of mine, a great guy. You should get him on the pod, actually. Um, sure. Well, if, you, if you're um, able to I'll, get I'll touch link with you up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's working in uh, Digital Catapult now. Um, okay, doing yeah. Doing some great stuff there, but
2: oh, he might not like me. I think
0: I've said some very fairly sneering. That's all right. Things yeah, he can that. He can take it. He'll will oh, will okay. correct you. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, we
2: well, good. I, I'm but, happy to. But,
0: be. but they, we we wrote the the kind of the network and technology strategy for that, and and one of the first things we said is is. You, you know, every telco has got to get the telco part of the business. You know, the 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 mobile, the fixed, the TV, and the the voice and, and the basic services really well automated, taking as much human cost out of it, as much supply cost out of it, as much kind of as much of everything out of it. So it's super slick. You know, literally like electricity, you know, no one's kind of on the phone for a week to get electricity, whereas in telco, we are sometimes like that. Right. Um, we've got to run that as, like you know, like it is a utility, not to become a utility. Indeed. But to allow us to free up all the phenomenal technical and capable people we've got to then start working on valuable stuff, like, you know, the promise that 5G's brought that's been banked, that we've been banging on about that, let's face it, it hasn't. Really materialized yet, I still think there 's an opportunity there yeah we we'll 're getting but that. then, but then i think there's um I think that you know if we don 't, then we will become like electricity and water, you Indeed. know uh, uh, people only moan when it's not there, um, and I think you know that is not where telco deserves to be unless we allow you know telco to go <clears throat> in that direction that 's why I get frustrated with things like open ran and virtualization yeah tell me how many customers give two hoots about OpenRAN. But
1: mm-hmm. do, do you think it's you know the, the this vision that you've got of it being a lot more automated and slick and it works well i mean how would you score sort of bt and and another operator the industry generally let's say on on getting to that point you know with or without OpenRAN. um
0: yeah i mean i mean i think so when you look at what has to be done so i mean and literally i've been working on this since 2012 the olympics when i realized we would have no idea if anyone saw who Hus- you know Usain bolt in that 100 metres We just would not unless people were watching it we would have no idea and I was thinking, I remember where I was when i watched that.
1: Yeah, cuz i was i was just i just got married.
0: Oh, ah, okay. The day afterwards so it's yeah. And You're
2: and you, <laughs> you, you going all right, love. honeymoon's yeah. over. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching, I'm watching
0: <laughs> I it. i Well, so you know, we we were we were tasked with running the network with our, our partner Cisco, uh, who supplied the equipment. And you know, there was things we were going to solve for that. There were things we weren't as like we're not going to solve this. So it's, we're going to have to throw humans at it, which we did, and, and actually it all went well. And it was a great experience for BT. It was really. Gave the company a lot of pride, actually, to to be part of that because the Olympics was great for for Britain overall. um I have to say I was an Olympic skeptic at the time. I thought we would balls it up, but so was um, so I. Right. Right. I thought it was yeah, really good. No, I, yeah. I, I have to I, I love to admit that I was wrong on that because yeah. because um, it's nice
2: when we don't ask things up. It yeah. is, and, and it shows that we can good. do it
0: as, in spite yeah. of the government. And and it's scary that Boris was the guy that ran all that. But um yeah, um, well, so even
2: I mean, it's a complete tangent, but you know even big sort of leaders like like Boris who have many, many flaws also have their strength. I was just listening to a podcast again, I I won't go down this rabbit hole Um, but I was just listening to a podcast um, an American podcast talking about the midterms and and they were talking about Trump's effect on it and it's it's, um, run by this quite well-known journalist called Megyn Kelly who was actually uh, a sort of victim of some of Trump's more boorish, shitty behaviour in the past. But she was being very balanced and she's going, yeah I mean, this is paraphrasing. You go, yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, he's a this, that, and the other. But he also achieved this, that, and the other. And we have to be able to be sophisticated yeah. enough to appreciate that That everyone can bring different things to the table. Anyway, sorry, that was yeah, I a mean, stream of the, consciousness. The TV
1: so, thing is, because I remember being on a call with, with Philip Jansen, I think not long after he joined, and he hmm. was talking about automation a lot. It's quite unusual to hear CEOs talking about it. So yep. it sounded like he'd already had this conversation with you guys. Um, and, and he was he was saying, like, the only zero-touch service we've got at the moment is, is on the TV, TV side. side. Absolutely. And, and I'm just sort of curious, because he's been there for a few years now, yep. how much it's moved on. I mean, the session we were at that Scott mentioned when you were talking about shutting down a lot of things... It still sounds like there's quite a lot of challenges there to getting rid of some of these exchanges you're talking about. It could the PTSD. be quite a few years, and you know before we can. And there's a lot that you think could be shut down. It was a huge amount. Yeah, of I mean, state, uh, so,
0: so so I think um, so, and that's part of the opportunity is. You know, the, there's no point in us automating stuff that's not gonna be here in five years. That's and, and also it's not just about the automation of that stuff, it's how easy is it to automate. I think the great so so since you know, the, the Olympics we've been working on a whole bunch of new technologies actually we started working on something that google was also working on it was one of those things where we both invented it but we can't, you know it was like you know four people invented the tv sort of situ- you know but john logie Bear gets the gets the recognition here in the uk somewhere else and wherever the other guy invented it probably he's the he's the hero but we were looking at, at um how do you get and, I, and actually, I am going to mention uh, Apollo again because I got the inspiration from this um, in twenty thirteen. I was sitting in Mission Control in Houston, in Gene Kranz's seat, who's the Apollo thirteen guy, and and um, the jacket. Yeah, the white jacket. That's right. Shame, um, so war, shame it's a woman <laughs> yes. here
2: because otherwise we'd yeah, seen uh, Neil uh, and Ed, my Ed Harris in the film. Yeah. yeah, Ed Harris
0: <laughs> in the film. Yeah. Um, right. So I was sitting in his seat, and you actually—I was lucky. I was one of the last people to go in there. They've kind of—you can't go in anymore because they've kind of museumified it. But and I was watching a—they had this thing where they were showing how the you know some of the technical background of how they how they were able to know what was going on. Literally, what they had was every device in the ship was streaming information to a mainframe who then presented it. And I thought, that's what we need in telco. We need exactly that same thing. And then I, I doubted myself. I was like, can we really make that happen? And then Netflix gave me... I was like, wait a minute. If Netflix can deliver TV streams to millions of people, I can deliver... A hundred thousand maybe streams to ourselves, and boom, we've got telemetry. And then we we went down a path. Google was doing something different. We and actually, I, I bumped into Bikash, who's who's also someone you should get on the podcast. He runs networking at Google. Really great guy. Well, do
2: feel free. I, to
0: I'll, I'll, I will mail him. Help I, me do um, my um, job. Probably. I will do. Um, I'll email him. But um, he is um, he's he's the guy who who leads uh, networking Google. Was the C two of Juniper. Um, he. Um, His team were working on something almost identical. And and what we wanted to have, the the thing that we almost said at the same time was, we wanted to have a weather map of the network so that we knew what was working, what wasn't, but also apps that needed certain things could route around the bad weather. Um, And that's where it started from. So we've done a a massive amount of the foundations of of what we need to build and all the vendors now support the things we need. That took probably longer than we'd like. But now we've got all the levers, all the buttons, all the capabilities to automate anything we choose. And and we talked about it at that event, uh, Global Network Vision, which is a new platform we're building in BT Global. We're starting from a green field, and, and if it's not automated, it's dead. I mean, thats we're, we're really still in it with that culture. It's lucky that we've got a platform that's end of life, so it's allowing us more freedom than we'd normally have. Um, but I think the industry is probably about... so from a customer provisioning side we're all great at that from faults from managing network from adding capacity from adding features we're probably 40 to 50 percent way the the journey <coughs> some more of the cloud technology that's come out things like kubernetes and and cloud native that's helping us in a big way that's you know actually nfv was a bit of a derail because it introduced so we much we don't really talk about that so much no. yeah thankfully um <laughs> um it was another kind of technology that everyone was jumping up and down about for 10 years that no one not a single i could never figure out why we are doing this again that's going to save us money really where um all you've got to do is <clears> blow all this money on it yeah and, and the life money. is good yeah. um ty- typical thing so the that kind of derailed a bit, because NFV introduced so much complexity, it was it was, you know, you needed to have it automated, but we didn't have that, we didn't have the kind of things that the cloud guys, that we take for granted now, they had, you know, we hadn't the, the thinking, the the protocols the capabilities, so but now everything's there. There's no excuse for it now. It's just it's about delivery. Um, so I think over the next three years, three three to five years, you know, if I was in your shoes, I'd be saying, "Hey, where are your automation?" Because right. that is going to be one of the key enablers for telcos in taking cost out, but also freeing resources and capabilities up to do the five G stuff that all of us are wondering where it is. So, I mean, you mentioned this B- BT Digital,
1: which is quite a newish sort of thing, isn't it? We're led by... I mean, yeah. Yeah. But is, is the exist? I'm, I'm sort of unclear about... Uh, it sounds like it could be doing some of the same things that the technology unit would be doing, and I'm wondering if the restructuring has something to do with that and how outward-facing it is or whether yeah. it's doing some internal so stuff the, so well.
0: uh, Yeah, and no, I think we haven't done a great job of explaining that. So digital and networks are the two technology units we work together um they're focused more on kind of it and and enablement of customers we're focused at then giving them the capabilities that you know it's broadband or mobile or tv that that plug into those platforms that, that customers leverage so but there's also a new area of digital capabilities that are not really specific to network services things like you know, what can we build with 5G? Who can we partner with? What can we build with data and AI? Who can we partner with? Those things, you know, are new areas that, you know, we think there might be some value in what BT's got in terms of our own data, in terms of what's the um, use for it, our our own expertise and starting to automate at scale can we share that with everyone also privacy and security that's a big area for us we're in, and actually you know we're we've, we've done a reason, reasonably decent job of that in terms of keeping things secure and, and 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 maintaining all the compliance that we've got you know actually outside of the uk um uk is one of the biggest the actually countries that UK was one of the most countries that did a lot on GDPR quite a lot of other countries didn't go as far as we went and actually, that's now becoming a valuable, exportable capability. So the stuff that, yeah. So when when I go to the US, people are saying how you, you know, they want to understand how we've done that. And it's not an easy thing. Um, so, you know, there's all of those things. But ultimately, we are both the technology department. There's not, it's not you know, networks and, and, and there's, there's digital. Together, we're both the technology department. It just means the thing that I, I, I used to always challenge um, BT on was, is, you know, we think technology is a department and you know where does, where's google 's technology department? the yeah. whole company's the freaking technology department so yeah. that 's how we need to think so bring in Harmina and who's and our and team and, and Josie used to work for me that 's in that team they 're knocking out the park on on mo- one mod- modernizing bt's capability but also building new stuff for the future new services you know is it is it clear cut that they 're going to be massively valuable or going to sell in you know in the millions i don 't know but if we don't do something, we're utility.
1: But but it sounds like the vision is you know if you can massively reduce your costs on some of this stuff because you've got automation, then that digital bit can then get bigger. Yeah, and maybe you spend more on R and D
0: and things like that in the future, and and and, um, and create new products, new services that are that are close to network. We don't want to run away from what we're what we're, mm. what we're good at. But I, I always, I'm going to use my my kind of my wave the smartphone anecdote. We have not innovated in telco since this came out, right? Hmm. We're brilliant at getting stuff to here, right?
2: You you seem to need a new screen protector. Yeah,
0: I dropped it. Um, (laughs) I dropped it on a... a, I was was glad I had a screen protector. Otherwise, there'd be another phone I've I've broke. Um, But what, what I believe we need to do is take the network to places this that's beyond us into factories into yeah. our homes into that's the 5G promise it certainly is and yeah. and and you know it's you know everyone thought hey 5G's enabled all the world's going to be automated you know I was kind of like mm. but 5G to start with got such a bad rap um, across the board certainly from us um, <laughs> <laughs> I felt that if I'm not a cheerleader for 5G who's going to be a cheerleader right yeah, so I felt enough. that I felt that no, we, have to, and, and, we have to push what's available, what, what we can do, right? What about 6G, though, Neil? 6G, yeah, we don't need any <laughs> of that shit. Um,
2: I, I'm going to just um, have a little inflection point in the chat just because... Sorry, um, no, no, I've not waffled at all. on no, a bit. No but, no, but that's what you're here for. Well, not to waffle, but to, for us to listen to you. Um, just uh, you know, t- to firstly to sort of summarise what I'm taking um, about the you leaving BT thing. And disappointingly, that there doesn't seem to be much intrigue, and you're not slagging off your former boss. Or
0: anything <laughs> like that. Well, look, I've, I've given them the I've given them the magic thing, right? I said to her, "Look, after I've gone, anything that goes wrong, just blame it on me. Just say <laughs> well, that
2: there is that that bastard yeah, yeah.
0: McCray. And just blame him. Ideas. Yeah, it was oh. another, you know, another McCrayism. I'm sorry, we're trying to sort it out. You know, I've given them carte Blanche to do that.
2: But but it feels like the bit of speculation we got more or less right is that. Um, with there being a rejig in general um it, it's just a, a natural um obvious time for you to yeah. to sort of uh seek <clears throat> seek new challenges which is more or less what you said in your statement you sent to me and that that's perfectly plausible i'm not, I'm not inclined to sort of um pick underneath <clears throat> that and you know and, and fair enough when but also he, I was, does
1: what you so, were doing though now neil does it sort of percolate throughout other because are they getting somebody into who's going to be called chief architect presumably not <coughs>
0: no um, i don't think so and 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 i think i mean the the kind of nature of um that role is changing in industry as well a little bit. Um, I mean, I get a lot of people saying, "Oh, agile, you don't have an architect." That's nonsense. Anyone who says that, you're talking nonsense. <laughs> um, and and I can say that because I'm safe accredited, right? Someone hit that with me. I was like, really? So, and I went out and learned about it and said, no, I don't. You're, I don't think that's really right. So, um, I, I think in in a wall where you're, I, I hate the notion of an ideas department. And I think in 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 when you're an architect and strategy, so I I got two two roles in BT actually maybe three. One is chief architect, which is how do all these jigsaw puzzle pieces fit together. The two is network strategy, what network are we building, where are we building it, and how are we monetizing it. And three, making sure that those two things happen and on all the strategic foundations we need get done. So um, when I look at um, you know the, that role, it's kind of. It probably it probably morphs over time, much in the same way that the role of running a telco is changing into, you know, DevNet, Sec, Ops, and, and all that stuff. Um, it's, I think there are some some really great advantages having someone like me around, in um, which is if you need to. So one of the things I'm I'm notorious for is if it's not on strategy, I'm saying no. I yeah. mean, I get people say, "Hey Neil, we want no." But uh, no, but <laughs> uh, no. Why? Um, Why are you saying that? B- because you've got to have focus and focus. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll oh, so use. So you're
2: talking about people
0: <coughs> trying to pull you in
2: directions away from your core focus. And Absolutely, you
0: just have to and and stay the... blinkered for whatever. And one word. of the best quotes Steve Jobs ever said: "Focus isn't about saying yes; it's about saying no." Yeah, and I, you know, I'm notorious um for. And it's not that I'm I'm like just trying to stop people from doing stuff. Just like guys, we've got to do a good job of the things that we yeah, need let's to do. Just deal with this first, as opposed to getting it wrong or or doing a, a bad job of many things. Let's do a, let's do four or five good jobs, and okay. that's I've you know and and I, I kind of got a bit of a I've got a rep for that. I'm proud of it because it, we've achieved a lot by doing that. So that's one advantage, and also um, you know if you think BT, we got like. Two thousand applications, and and you, we probably need fifty, and we've got duplicates. So, you know, a sales guy's done a great job of selling something to this department, selling something to that department. But guys, you bought the same thing twice, mm. and and again, it's not a unique BT issue. It happens in many big organisations. in yeah, architecture. all, all organisations will be siloed to some yeah. degree. So, so I, you know, I, I think um, I think the you know, I'm, you know, I think the new organisation and there's there's some really great uh, folks in there that have got a big task to do um, to to kinda of make sure BT starts to, you know, leverage all these great new assets it's got. Um, you know, they've got a, a, a tough job, but you know, the thing I, I say to everyone is, you know, BT has no excuses to perf- not to perform. The Here board we go. the board there's the
2: parting the shot. Board,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the board have been great. They've given BT the money to invest. You know, we're and you know we're fifteen billion on fiber um you know a huge 5g and mobile network deployment investments in digital you know actually that's one of the things that i'm I, i love the most about BT is if you had a really great case and you could show the value you you had an opportunity to present it an opportunity to run with it and and that is that's rare in telco these days because everyone's like oh we don't want to take any risks um yeah so you know it's it's you know Openreach are executing. We're executing in mobile. We're, you know, still even though we're swapping tons of Huawei stuff out, we're still way ahead of the competition. And actually, the one thing I, I do question is, is, um, and and it's still a question I haven't answered is, is, are we, are we the best in a lot that's underperforming overall? And do we need to go even better than where we are? And I don't know the answer to that, um, but I keep asking myself that question. So even though though you're number one, actually, is that number one of a bunch of number tens or is it truly something uniquely different? And I think for me, that's the, the big question telco has to answer, especially here in the UK. Um, over the next couple of years. But Europe as a whole, I think, has got a similar set of challenges.
1: I was just going to ask one other thing on the on the restructuring, because I mean, you mentioned this earlier, but the word security comes up loads in the actual statement of it. I mean, I think even yeah. Howard Watson's job title is yep, now got that's right. And I'm just kind of one is that... Is that sort of customers coming to you and asking more for security stuff or is it to do with I mean you mentioned things like kubernetes and some yep. of these changes that are happening and I know they've prompted some concerns about you know if we make networks more software based they become could they become more hackable and is it to do with that at all or Yeah I
0: mean look everything more and more stuff's going from you know a box that no one can touch to online and and security is I mean it's a core foundation that we just we just can't get wrong and and if you think about it right um actually our brand i believe you guys can 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 challenge me i think we're trusted to do certain things like we're trusted to run 999 right so if you've got an emergency you phone 999 an ambulance or or a cop car turns up right um and i think that if we get security wrong that trust will disappear very quickly Very quickly. And I think it's something, you know, we talked about 5G and new services and new things that we can get into. If we've got a great security table stake, let's call it, then doing those things. So, hey, Belfast Harbor, which we've done a lot of great stuff with, we want to do a health and safety so that, you know, if we detect a human, we stop the machinery. If you can be hacked or you've got any questionable, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just not going to let anyone near that. So for me... That is, it's it's it, it's important to our 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 life as a telco as water is to humans. It's just it, we just have to get it right, and it's getting harder. And you've got state-sponsored stuff. You've got you know so many different sets of complexity that, in, that 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 doesn't that isn't a security issue in itself, but it generates more vectors for people to attack mm. you. And that's the challenge with stuff like Kubernetes and OpenRAN. It's not that they're in, insecure; they're not. It's just that the complexity introduces opportunities. Right. So they're open. And yeah. The, yeah, and you can read the source code and find out, well, oh, this guy hasn't terminated this this construct, right? I can probably hack it. Yeah, that. well, this is the thing about open source, isn't it? People say, you know, if, if you if you
1: sort of put it out to the community, then, you know, you can solve problems and you get it Absolutely. fixed. But on the other hand, people can go into it you and fiddle it, around right, with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: but I think, you, I mean, you look at, I, I challenge you to go look at the worst kind of last 20 security incidents. I, 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 I'm just thinking of off to my head, I think most of them are nothing to do with open source. Right. You know, I, go go test me on that. I, I, I might be wrong, but I I think I've been writing open source since 1988, and and I I truly believe in it. But I also believe in in how hard it is and how much effort you need to put in to get it right. And you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm just going to download this open source thing and boom, I'm good to go. No, 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 That's yep. not how it works. You, you know what library version are you using? Is mm-hmm. that a secure library? Is well, it, you that's know?
2: that's where the business model of companies like Red Hat comes yep. in, where where they they're getting open source, but they're making it what they call it like know, enterprise grade. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hardened, hardened. hardened.
1: That's the, I think that is the lingo, isn't it? That no. is the oh, lingo. yes yeah.
2: <laughs> we've hardened it. It's just too much good, potential <laughs> good, good, good to know. Step away from the duolantan, just got. <laughs> um one last thing before we just move on to just general sure. um news and industry chit chat. Um there have been there's been some not by me and I don't think by Ian some speculation about what you're going to do next. Yeah. Apparently going uh, to work at Dell. Apparently going to work in <laughs> yeah. some kind of West Coast. Uh, I haven't received a letter sort of yet, thing. though. Um, <laughs> so, so firstly, you, can you confirm that you that you haven't got another
0: thing lined up? Uh, right now, I haven't got anything else lined up. Right. I mean, I've got lots of people asking me, which is nice. Well, that is nice. That yeah. is nice, um, and uh, I appreciate that. We could do it with a new podcast producer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should take. We should do a poll on where, where's
0: Neil going to end up. Like, what well, exactly? I, light I, light light tell you what, the, light right? Light you, here we go, right? Let's do the poll. Um, and whoever gets it right, we'll pick them out a hat. I'll donate five hundred quid to National Autistic Society. for Whoever gets it right, okay. Right, a, that's a, good, so I'm, a, good I'm a fundraiser for them. Oh, that's good it's to a, hear. It's, um, my, my, it's my, a passionate.
2: My, da- my daughter has autism, so it's close to my heart as well. So uh, yeah, I'm up for that. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Right, so we got to pick. So we got to just start specu- just, yep, just blindly <laughs> speculate. Well, do you know what from what from what right. Neil said and from his statement, obviously. <laughs> What types uh, what, of companies? What interests me? If, um,
0: names of companies. Let's put <laughs> the names
2: up. <laughs> but, but what interests me is like your CV says you can work for like FTSE 100 or you know yeah. type of companies. But from what you say, you seem to want to be in an environment that maybe is a little bit more fast moving. So it'll be interesting to see whether you end up in a more start y vibe or or perhaps the ideal fit for you is a. Uh, a larger company, but that has a part of it that is trying to be quite disruptive and fast-moving.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't believe that there's a thing as a slow company. I think if you've got the right vision and you've got the right um, inspiration, any slow company can become a fast one. I think it's all it's like it's about focus and saying no. So you know, I I think what where I end up is something that I'm passionate about, something that I can believe in um and something that makes a difference you know and 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 bt every day we change someone's world you know someone individually you know i say i call that world changer and everyone's like changing the world yeah but for individuals we do every single day um and there's not many places that you can do that i kind of i like that that's pretty much what's kept me excited at bt is is that knowledge so um, I want to, I'll probably stick close to that. But something that's also technically challenging, um, mm. I don't really get out of bed for easy. Um, and somewhere where, they, you know, they, they, they'll they support me in, you know, trying to make a difference in our industry as well. Um, BT has been great at that, you know. There's lots of companies where they, you know, don't say anything, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. BT's kind of been supportive in in getting the message out um, and for a uh, an incumbent telco like b t to do that i think is is rare um and and i hope you know they allow folks to do to continue to do that after i 'm gone um suspect howard 's hair going gray might uh might might have an an issue on that but um you know the, it's it's hard to you know it's it's hard for me to, to say anything negative about b t sure in every cool. company there's ten percent shit it's wherever you go, right? Um, yeah. But as long as, as long as when you're, you know, the rope that you're pulling is going your way, life is good. Totally, no. I, and and all I'll say is, when you do get a new gig, uh, it's my
2: turn for the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right? <laughs> yeah, Ray, fuck off. Um... So, uh, no, yeah. no, Ray's a, Ray's a good friend of mine. No, he's a good but friend. I didn't tell him.
0: He's, he's, okay, well
2: I'll take your word for that. No, but, no he's a good friend of ours. That, he's, a said, he's a he's good said, guy. That's a very good guy. Whenever we were out with Ray, we <laughs> yeah.
0: he gets
1: mentioned a lot on this pod. <laughs> he does. I suppose, he I mean, get him on the pod. <laughs> well, he has been on. <laughs> yeah. he, he has been on. Well, even when he was
2: our manager, he came on pod. He never seemed to enjoy it that much, did he?
0: No, I think so. Yeah,
1: no, did he?
2: I, I just got the impression that
0: he's he uh, he a great guy. I fa-
2: thought it was a bit, bit of a sort of Mm-mm. thing, just to. He didn't have to. He wouldn't have come otherwise. No, I know. No, no. I, I know, know where I he went enough to know he didn't, wouldn't get do the anything, feeling that he, uh,
1: that he didn't like it. Just, I always felt a bit intimidated was, when he was on because he because he knows what he's talking. Well, about Well, that is that
2: is a danger. <laughs> It was before we started drinking. Do you know, maybe that was probably it. He probably just felt, being on a pub with me, he was just slumming it. Just as I was just sitting there going, <laughs> telecoms, eh? what the fuck's going on? Uh, and, and Ray was like, oh, for God's sake. Uh, um, but anyway, no, no, we, we were like Ray. I, when I say Ray, fuck off, I'm obviously into <laughs> Um All right. Um, so let's... Oh, do you know what? I mean, there's... So there's two directions we can go. There's two things I want to cover. We've only got about half an hour or so um, left. Um, one is I wanted to pick Neil's brains on some of the stuff that, um, some of the sort of mega trends that, that he's been, forgive me for using the term relatively outspoken. <laughs> of. Um, and then the other one that I thought the most interesting newsy thing that both you and I have covered a fair bit in is, is just, just some of the carnage, it's just some of the carnage that's going on in, in the, in the world that we write about, especially big tech. And then, and then obviously a the telecoms world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think let's go in a newsy direction and then maybe we'll come back to sort of, um Neil's views on, on some of the stuff that that might come from that newsy thing. So I think the most the most juicy story it's not really telecoms, although they do have some interest in that. Most well, juicy it's, it's, story was that that meta telecoms
1: is the most is the sector that's most adjacent to it. Obviously. Well, there yeah, we go. Yeah, really. and, and, so I think we can get away with writing about big tech and talking about it for that reason. And they, and they use thank telecom God, networks. Because, yeah, well, for us,
0: nobody's basically.
1: Um, that, thank that God, get, because, because we well,
0: well, into a whole different discussion <laughs> about
1: other things. But.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, actually, I mean that might be another thing to thrust apart. I've been to know what yeah. Neil's view is on on that begging for big tech cash. For, right. For um by operators. But um I think I made a I think I made a little joke about that when we had our get together in mm. BT Towers. Um but yeah, Meta laying off eleven thousand people, mm. which is thirteen percent of their workforce. A sort of I think both you and I covered the sort of slight mayor culpa by Mark Zuckerberg where he's basically going yeah, 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 sorry. Um uh he's basically going during the lockdown. Everyone went online, so we looked at our charts and everything was going fucking exponential. Mm. So we thought, wow, well, let's just assume that's going to happen forever. <laughs> and then he went, turns out, that was the wrong assumption.
1: But a lot, he was not alone in thinking that. No, he I wasn't. Mean, there were a lot of banking... You know, I remember reading a lot of these equity analyst reports that I was getting sent at the time saying we're into the new normal now and yeah. people are just going to live inside you know, I used the really? word new normal, new normal in some of my I, coverage I did, recently yeah. well. we, we, we need to
0: get do. it as a neon light somewhere <laughs> in a museum <laughs>
2: I even found a, a, a big Pew Research thing about the new normal written in 2021.
1: Uh, it was really depressing. There were these things going on about city centres being boarded up, yeah, and, and, and like that maybe the the community pub becomes busy again, but I, the city one isn't. I have to say there was one
0: point in time where I, I actually, I, I when I heard you new know, normal, I was like, this is a BS. But there was one bit, one time when I doubted myself. I was, I went to, we were, I went into BT Centre. Um, it was just after the first phase of lockdown and you were allowed to to go to work again. And and we wanted to get some of the senior team together just to kind of, I mean, just to see each other really and and, and make sure that we were all okay, etc. And as I came out, I'd heard that City's been boarded up and there was a shop that had been boarded up and I was thinking, holy shit, it's just... really happening. It's really it's like there. some kind of zombie c- post-apocalypse film. City was, was, <laughs> yeah. it was scary. Well, we... used no, it was. Very scary. We did the
1: same. Scott and I were coming and I think, when other people were not and, and Pierre was and he was in the studio and then we was not able to find places to go
0: and drink yeah, average beer off, we were walking along the river and it was just dead. I was like, wow, is this was, really true? But... Yeah. Um, but I just everyone that kept hit me with that new normal. I I, I was like, if if I, could, I had a like a new normal button that punched them in the face, <laughs> I, would have, I would have broke the button. I think. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, exactly. But, and, and so that was so that was it, you you know what I was saying earlier about how it interests me to see that people at the very top, very powerful, very rich people are uh, are still fallible. um and you know that just strikes me, and, and obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty, and all that sort so, of thing. But it does strike me as a bit of a crude yeah. assumption.
1: I mean, no. he, I, I thought Zuckerberg's memo was—I um I thought it was quite good actually. Was, to be better honest, than Twitter's it. one, that's for it, sure. Yeah, um, I mean, for a start, the, the package—they I would say the package they're offering to the staff, from what I could yeah. gather reading, was really generous. Uh, especially consider, compared I think to, it's
2: like, to like four months and counting. It was very, very yeah, generous. at least four months. And, I think, and, and I thought he
1: wrote it quite well. And he didn't, he didn't admit to. I mean, it's not just the the um, the old normal coming back, and and mm. he, you know he did sort of mention competition in a very sort of quick way. But I think one of the problems Facebook's got is young people. Shifting away from it, it's it's not just a few more social network uh, I rivals. A, I think
2: they need a passionate uh, tele, uh, networks evangelist. That's it. that's, yeah. my, that's
1: my first one. That's <laughs> my first one in the betting pool. I mean, their mainstream. Once they start hiring again, uh, their yeah. mainstream business is arguably well, we is arguably yeah. dead in in 20, 30 years. What is dead? Their mainstream. Yeah, the business, main Facebook. When, when I think if you look, at, if you ask the average sort of 12, 13 year old, they say it's something old people do on the in the my evenings on, on typewriter style keyboards. Really? Her. Yeah, my, my kids are the same. They're like, they they just think it's old fashioned. And, and actually, I was going to that's ma- what Granny oh, sends cool. her Facebook I mean, holiday I love Facebook, photos. I, love it. I
0: mean, uh, oh, well, I do as, as well. Our, but, our, our, as pinballers, like, Facebook's like our lifeline of communication. So yeah. they kill I, that. I'm in real trouble. Actually,
2: that is good to be reminded of because, you know, in, in a pure social networking sense, and so, like I don't use it that much, I'll if there's a some nice pictures of me and the family i'll stick it up for yeah. for my relatives to see it. Exactly. But it and then i'll occasionally put up some current affairs stuff if i'm just feeling belligerent that but day you
1: know usage has carried on going up you know there was this concern about right. people ebbing you know leaving it and and if they don't sort of get 18 year olds onto it then eventually you know as older people you know die and stop using yeah. I mean, we're a long way from that probably but
0: um well, we'll be all
1: but 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 if you look so – I looked at the last investor report, and they're still going up in terms of sort of monthly active users and everything. Well, it's, it's just
0: that advertisers – Does that include WhatsApp or not?
1: That w- might – I mean, this is a thing. Is how I think granular WhatsApp's is, a yeah. bit
0: of a special case. And
1: Instagram.
2: Yeah. Well, WhatsApp's, WhatsApp's Instagram, very yeah. – I mean, messaging apps are very hard to monitor. But, I
0: mean, I don't – I'll be honest you, I struggle with Instagram. It's like – Yeah, yeah me I mean, I've, I've tried I a couple of it. couple of attempts at doing an Instagram, like so I can't be asked for this. No. Yeah. But,
2: then, but then people who are into it are properly into it. I know. It. Yeah. It's like
0: – they take nine pictures of of their, their, their you know their new key, key keyring. Yeah, scene. I'm like what? but yeah. but they they're, I mean
1: their big problems are like because we're sort of entering a recession. Unfortunately, advertising is one of the things yeah. that goes, yeah. and that's hurting them. And then the other thing is. They can't avoid the inflationary crisis that we're all in. So if you look at the, I looked at the profit and loss statement, mm-hmm. you can see everybody's costs are going up for energy yeah. and things like that. And then they're just throwing a huge amount of money into R and D, which is obviously to try well, and and
2: specifically the, the to position stuff. themselves
1: in the metaverse, which no one really knows. It, whether I mean, no one really knows what it's going to look like, and if Facebook's going to get there first or somebody else's, and. That's the that's the big gamble, isn't it? You know that that, that they've taken. Well, I thought so. in, in
2: terms of quarterlies when I wrote up. Um, so um, so I wrote about the the job um, cuts, and then before that I wrote about their quarterlies, and I just got a screenshot of one bit of their sort of accounting tables, <coughs> where it's a sort of segment information.
1: The R and D but is
2: it? Well, it, it's it's segments, and they basically they've only got two segments. They've got family of apps, yeah. which is Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, yeah, and then a tiny they got one. and then they got Reality That's Labs, it, yeah. And you know, if you look, uh, you know, their revenue, their revenue is um, this was what for the key three, uh, their revenue was twenty seven billion, of which twenty seven billion was family of apps and. 285 million was reality labs
1: Yeah, but it, I well hold
2: on that, no, let me just quickly finish um, and then and then you look at income brackets loss in that accounting brackets way um, family of apps 9 billion reality labs loss 6.3 billion Yeah, and they expect that to go up next year and you know mm. that's that's where investors are shitting themselves is just the sheer amount of wedge they're throwing at this reality labs which is the metaverse bit anyway sorry what were yeah, you saying
1: yeah although say? I think some of the metaverse could be I know. I know. It sounds like it's a strict division between Reality Labs and Family of Apps, but I think conceivably some of the Retiverse stuff could be in Family of Apps in the future. Um, sure, they've not they've not necessarily described it that way. But they, the R and D's is up ridiculously. If you look at the breakdown of costs, yeah, but hell of a
2: lot of that is Reality uh, Labs. That's what
1: I'm saying. Yeah, um, and and apparently nobody's at the moment. Nobody's using it. People go on you know oculus no. and use the the basics that have well, we've gone on about stuff loads stuff of times on the pod and they oh, and, well. they, and
0: they're, they're quitting the platform so, so as a gamer if you have you got oculus have you got one no no, my, no my kids i have, have got, used so you, it before should, my kids have yeah. got a
2: playstation vr thing
0: oh okay so there, there's a there's a great game it's a uh crazy golf game and i've actually done a, done a team meeting on this crazy golf game because um, it's or like the really... old school
2: days of having a meeting at a golf
0: course. Now you're yeah, doing now doing it virtually, <laughs> and it actually worked pretty this is well. What it's supposed to be, isn't it? In but the I mean, I mean, yeah. the only thing is, is you're just like, you, I mean, the metaverse um, was, you know, you with a coloured hat. There was no, right. and, and it kind of wiggled a bit when you spoke. But the games, the games, a lot of fun. Actually, I, during COVID, I was in a global league where we were playing each other. Crazy, I was for me crazy times of the day because it was playing American players, but. Um, <clears throat> on the gaming side, I see it, but this notion of this duplicate, um, you know, digital world, digital world, yeah. that the, uh, you know, yeah. so do after, does that mean if I'm you know, streaming Netflix in the duplicate world, I need another subscription. It's like all these kind of weird things that you the latest thing is. Surgeons will
1: train in the metaverse yeah. before they're unleashed on real bodies. They always come know, with, and,
2: why why are the use cases always <laughs> surgery? They pick the uh, most alarming high risk. We mailed uh, them and
0: say we got a barber <laughs> app for them.
2: <laughs> oh yes, of course, back to me taking the piss off. Do you know actually this might amuse you? One of the most recurring stories that gets Long tail traffic and gets comments is one I wrote where I think the headline was "E persists with absurd use cases in its marketing." Yeah, Um, and and I stand by it. But it's interesting how. Trouble for. No, 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 no. That was a different thing. Um, (laughs) But um, you know, but I stand by it because you know I obviously don't want to put you in a position where you got to criticise any any current um, colleagues, but. And maybe it works. You know, maybe I'm missing something. But, you know, having people landing a plane in their living room or or, or people shaving at the top of a mountain. Yeah. I understand the challenge. We've spoken about it on the pod before. I understand the challenge of trying to to create something sort of visually um, emotive and evocative out of what is a sort of pipe
0: of data.
1: But... Yeah, but you I love also reserve the right like to that. take the piss out but of there. That's, that's exactly why you love that they do it.
0: Well, it do you do you, would you rather we really do like a feel-good one where everyone's happy and jumping about and?
1: Well, that, that's how they used
0: to do it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they, and they're like everyone's took the piss out of them as well. Do you know what yeah. I'm looking forward no, no, to is No, I sympathise. Uh, it's difficult. This thing I'm going
1: to in a couple of weeks uh, in in Ipswich, this festival of robotics. Oh ah, yeah. Because I got this vision of
0: like you know dancing C3POs and. No, and let me tell you, that event will be fantastic. Definitely worth going to. The, uh, have you been to that Astral Park before? No, I've never been there. Oh before, wow, so. you're, you're in for yeah. a treat! I don't think
2: I'm. Well, now that you're talking about, it, I, I, think you I, it. you November, I think I
0: should revisit it. It's just 23rd of November, I think. It's, it's, it's uh, so Lisa yeah. and the team that run that every event that, that they do up there is phenomenal. We have got a big new drone center. Um, they they got a huge amount done. I was amazed because I'd been there before COVID, and then I was there COVID, and actually, the, the development of the park has been absolutely fantastic. And and actually, has one thing. At Ashfield Park is is a kind of a jewel in BT's crown that's often not for, not remembered. Uh, Tim Whitley who who runs the team there, um, they they will have some really cool stuff up there from not just BT stuff, but they they will bring a lot of players. Um, was, was Tim in. there
1: when we when we met you for that round
0: table ages ago? That was... no, he wasn't. Paul was there, who, who Paul, was in Tim's the, team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul's moved on, actually. He's he's retired, but um, the the the. It, it will definitely be worth going to. If it's not, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll buy a it, beer.
1: It involves going on it on an early morning train up to from Liverpool Street up to Ipswich, yeah. basically. So you'd have to. It's you have quite to early out of bed, like, you, to get to get from. It might still be challenge. dark outside. You, have, you might have to come and stay in London
0: overnight <laughs> the night before. I'll go stay in stay in Ipswich. <laughs> or you could yeah, do that. Okay. Go to Ipswich. There's a few good bars. Wow, wow, wow! I'll get back to you. on that. <laughs>
2: Um, anyway, Sorry, Tim,
1: I, I tried to sell it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: well, it's not, it's not Tim's fault that I'm a lazy bastard and I'm quite these,
1: busy. These right. um, Facebook layoffs, yeah, the thing yeah. I'd say is that they're um, they are not going to be much smaller than they were sort of this time last year. I think they've hired. Well, like, quite. So yeah,
2: I, I linked to your table. I, I'll find your table. I, I, can't, I can't remember what's I, in my table. It's but
1: 13%. Yeah, I know it's thirteen percent. But what I'm saying is, if you go back one they've year, they've grown about 13 they, they, percent. They, they, yeah. They've hired about forty thousand people in two yeah. years. See, Facebook. The, the it's thing, ridiculous to that's, grow.
0: The thing that's, that's frustrating about that is, um, and, and I kind of look at it like, well, if, if people are telling you there's going to be a big opportunity and you don't take it, you look like an idiot on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, you know, it was kind of there's there was a an a, an element of momentum that was fueling this and and the job market went insane and and you know we we lost a few good people in bt to you know the the fangs as we call them um that the because and they were offering money that we were like you know our our business model just doesn't support yeah, it yeah. It's just not it's not that we we'd love to pay you more but yeah. you know we sell broadband for 20 quid a month so um, and and that the market just went nuts, and I and I kind of I, I, I kind of wonder if there's a secondary impact of all this, which is, you know, okay, there's there's people people being laid off, which is terrible. In fact, a friend of mine in New York, his wife Brenda, is uh, worked at works at Facebook, got the email yesterday, um, and he pinged me about it. I was like, sorry to hear that. And 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 I, the thing that he was a bit frustrated about is it, it seemed a bit, you know. It felt like they, to him, it felt like there was a almost like a lottery of of, of how they went about it. I don't know how they decided yeah, it, yeah. but that you know to suddenly pick thirteen thousand people and send an email to feels challenging to me, and, and I'm sure in Europe they'll have had to have done a you know gone through well, a different process. Use, you know, you know the word. I presume you
2: know what the literal definition of the word decimate is yes and it often gets misused and i and i made a sort of geeky point of using it semi-accurately <laughs> in so much as they did get the rid of about, about one in ten people um and yeah i take your point because the thing about decimation it comes from roman legions and they punish errant lo- roman legions by killing one in ten random dudes there just to sort of go that'll learn yeah um, you do sometimes get the impression that, that when they've got to make this gesture to investors because I think, Pierre, you said earlier their share price went up when they announced that, is that mm-hmm. correct? And often oh, investors yes. do... They were in the canyon and yeah, it yeah, ticked yeah. up a bit. Ticked yeah. up a bit. But but often investors do respond positively to job, job cuts because they're, they're concerned with margins and profit and shit like that. Um, but, yeah, it does feel a bit arbitrary and
0: random. I, I mean, I you know, I kind of just hope that the tech job market doesn't, you know... It, it doesn't have some knock-on effects to this because um, uh, that would be bad for us all in the medium term, you know. Um, but, you know, I think they've they, they've got to... At the end of the day, they, you know, if what was expected isn't here... Yeah, don't think something any of got us saved. are surprised by that. They've got to do something. Um, but they're,
1: they're, they're obviously not the only ones. No, I mean,
2: so, so there's... Yeah. I mean, Twitter's, well, Twitter's, Twitter's gen- a sort of exceptional Yeah, it's, taken circumstances. it's
1: generated more coverage than it deserves, considering it's a tiny little company and it isn't really big tech, but it's well, obviously owned so the by some, some guy about, who attracts attention. So The
2: interesting <laughs> thing about Twitter... Obviously, it's all about Elon Musk, yeah? Yeah. And the interesting thing about it... You know, back to my sort of recurring theme about people at the top, not necessarily having you know not being flawless let's say um you know elon musk obviously is deserving of a lot of respect as an entrepreneur as a wealth creator as a as a visionary as someone who's just created businesses out of fuck all but it does seem a bit mental at times doesn't he and and the way he's impulsive. dealing with twitter i mean we or or capricious or something like that he he had sort of twisted foisted on him by by making this sort of impulsive bid at the start of the year yeah and then, re- and then having buyer's remorse.
1: Yeah, I think he got and home one night, had a few too many old fashioned, you know and I mean? went, "Oh, this sounds like a good thing to do."
2: He went, "Fuck it." And, and and he's got that sort of ego. None of us have done that before. He's, he's got that geek ego thing of of having to make his bid, have some little clever. I think in the States, they've got a numerical code that's associated with the Gange trade, and, and everyone interpreted... 420. The, yeah, 420, there we go. Uh, <laughs> and everyone interpreted the precise value of his bid to have 420 baked into it. So he's trying to be all cute. And I think he does like that, and he likes the attention. He goes on Rogan, smokes a joint. Or, well, but no,
1: wait, That's when he got
2: in trouble with the SEC. When yeah. He said he could take over Tesla at 420. Okay. And oh, he then does he does did, actually time, no, though. I don't. And then he got fined like sixty. Yeah, so yeah. He, he he likes to walk that fine line, doesn't he? I yeah, yeah, yeah. um, back farther
1: <laughs> a little bit recently.
2: <laughs> but then you know, I mean, we don't. No one knows what's going on in the bloke's head. No, but, but we can so speculate. I, That's what we
0: do. I've, anyway. m- I've met Elon Musk twice. Oh right. Let me tell Go you, on, I think um, I think he's having a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely think. It's an expensive bit of fun. Yeah, it's it? an expensive bit of fun. And actually, and one and sorry, those that have lost their jobs or or are leaving or not happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to. You, you know, that's a shit show for you. I, I got huge um thoughts with so, you. So
2: the, the latest is that he's getting so, canning about half the fucking headcount. Yeah,
0: and 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 you know, look, that's for those people that'll be terrible. But they're you know i genuinely believe if you're good at what you do you'll find another job and i'm I'm sure that they will but a lot of people you're believe kind of in mind, I, yeah i hope so um <laughs> although I'm, I'm starting to worry if i made the right choice well this doomsday but yeah, yeah. but um that uh, m- my sense is you know but if you put your you know if you've worked there for five years and put your life into it and all of a sudden the world changes like that I, it must be pretty crap for those people um and, and i feel for them but i, I I, I I haven't. I met him twice. I've spoken to him, and I genuinely think he knows what he's doing. Uh, there's no kind of wacky professor or evil henchman type. Mm. He, he he speaks kind of um, you know like a like a sensible, intelligent person would talk to you. And and I I think he's got a plan for Twitter. You know this. He's he's been a a, a Twitter user for a long time yeah. he's probably been thinking about this a long time he's got it written down everyone thinks he's just turned up and made all these decisions he's been thinking about this oh, for no, a definitely. long time and he's
2: really interested in, in the in the broader sociological side of it rather than as a, as a business opportunity because it's yeah. not a great business opportunity in and of itself
0: no but but i think there are things that you know again hindsight you know we we, we mentioned vines at, earlier on you know they turned that off literally as tiktok turned on um mm. did they yeah. miss something there it feels like it, it does. The, 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 you know in the way that video's gone and you mention, you know you know people thinking Facebook's old you know people think TikTok's new because it's video and it's visual you know I I, I I love Twitter I mean it's got it's nearly got me shot like more, more times than, <laughs> than, I, than I know but yeah you don't but, like um, getting involved do you? no but um it, it's kind of you know I, I do think it has this kind of tone this, this town yeah. centre kind of view town about square. it, yeah, 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 town square, and, and and I do like that about it. But you know, you've got to be responsible on it, of course, as well. You and that's and I, I, why know, I hardly ever touch a trust yeah. I, trust I know, I, 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 never never tweet when you're drunk, um, <laughs> is my advice. But, um, the, the you know, I think I, I kind of wish what Elon would do would be like, here's my plan, here's what I'm going to do, mm. here's why it makes sense because I think we would be thinking, you know, slightly different. The, the challenge is, is before this, he you know, he made some comments about Twitter. Oh, I'm going to unban Trump and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do yeah. that. And, you know, he, he kind of probably started off on the wrong foot. But I, I think he's trying to... I think he is trying to do something with, with an asset that probably hasn't moved on enough... Um You know whether whether or not it's right or wrong, I don't know. But it is, you know. I think
1: I think that's the problem.
0: Though you're not moving
1: on because it's still very similar to what it. I know there's you can get you know integrated videos in it now and watch those. And there's that feature where you can almost post an essay on it in bullet point form. And and they're doing live as well now. So, but it's still. In essence, the kind of text-based yeah. social media service is quite basic compared with what yeah, some I mean, other when people are doing. When I came seems... over, the,
0: the, the main way of sending tweets to it was SMS. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's still got a lot of those SMS limitations. Right. Yeah. But, but I feel that. Um, God, I, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, I think you can still do it actually yeah. even to this day. Um, but I think that, that it will come good. I, I think my, my sense is that. And this is this is hard. If he didn't buy it, what would happen to it, right? Versus he's bought it. What's he going to do with it, right? And I mean, I think the one thing I'll say, he's definitely paid top dollar for it. Um, yeah. You know, and and I think, it, you know, I look at it, and think, how do you make a return on that scale of money? That mm. looks, that does look hard. It does. Um, but yeah. He's yeah, starting to question it too. If yeah, well, I I think bet, so. But he did I think say.
1: So. That it was never a, you know, I mean, yeah. I think he said, I don't know whether he said that before things started to go south or, or afterwards. Well, it's but tested
2: his faith. I, I believe what he says about freedom of speech and, and the importance of a good public conversation. Yeah. yeah, And and, and, it, and there's clearly some very arbitrary censorship that goes on in it. You know, what a lot of people don't understand about censorship is it always comes down to the question of who decides. It's yeah. not whether or not censorship is in and of itself bad. It's who decides. But and there's a lot of power in the hands of whoever decides.
1: I, I also believe him when he, you know, I mean, I remember watching a, a, a fairly good interview he did actually with Justin Springham of... Um, right of the of the GSMA. But Justin mobile.
2: chatted to Musk, did he? He interviewed so Musk
1: at the at the, um, at the, yeah, the the Mobile right. World I Congress. At the yeah. the one like, the one where there was only about twenty thousand oh, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. But the high the highlight of that was that they and I remember watching it online. They did, he did an interview with um with Musk and and it's it was all a, it was all obviously on. about Starlink. But I think he said on that that I'd get involved in things where I, I feel like there's a a problem to solve or there's something that mm, i can yeah. do that moves Yeah like a boring company in California yeah like, like and we something. want to yep. colonize mars because at some point we need to find somewhere else to live kind
0: of it's thing. definitely it's a big thing. A, picture it's guy, a very isn't? big picture thing <laughs> but it's
1: but i think he wouldn't make that up it's it's not no, i, mean, you, I think it's it, bullshit and, and i mean you know, if I,
0: you've got a one of tesla's factories or you've got a spacex it's a properly professional outfit i mean it, it, they are you know you, you look at the the, the current face of of Elon Musk versus what those outfits how they run I mean you know SpaceX as a space night like you know I visited them and and wow it's just it's 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 a level of you know engineering and orchestration and planning and management mm. and and you know it's just it's all brilliant and yeah they've had a few issues um but they've also had a massive amount of success and, and he must
2: be an inspiring you know, guy to work for yeah because he's you, such
0: a big figure well, he's, he's got a vision right yeah um, and it,
1: but even on even on i think the yeah the interview with justin was talking about starlink and he was like the main the main thing at the moment is not to go bankrupt because most satellite companies have in the past yeah. They've had, and yeah. and it was like he, you sort of think there's easier ways to make money for someone with that kind of money he could go and put he's it a into bit of a sucker yeah. for punishment he? He, could, he could go and put it into something else and get a return more easily but he he obviously wants to solve these big problems and i've got so.
0: starlink dish at home you know as if you're if you're in the middle of nowhere and you've got no alternatives, it's a really good service. Mm. Um, and and you know he, whether it scales, I think there's still some questions about it. But I I have to I believe that he's got a plan and it will it will yeah. start to become more obvious and then we'll, everyone will be it will flip from. You know chief twit to chief genius that's that's my my yeah. expectation i just have a question about the spacex can you pause the membership and just like i don't need it now and pause it or do you have to keep N- paying not yet Ugh. unfortunately yeah so i so wow. i so i bought it um it's it's not cheap actually it's like 500 bucks for the dish and then 100 and 90 quid a month um, I, bought to, getting... I bought it i bought it to just to have a play with it really but the longer yeah, it, has,
2: it takes you to get another job the more this can i pull yeah it can i
0: will <laughs> become relevant yeah i need to fill it out when i go to the job center i've got Starlink, bt5 or, um, i've got all these bills i need to pay i'm, I'm going to be in real trouble the uh the government's uh, um, bill is going to get higher no um so but it, but it, they have brought in something that you can pause which is nomadic so you can press the button to make it nomadic take it and stick it in your car go somewhere and then use it there. So I I go to Great Yarmouth with my grandkids for um, holidays, we stay in this kind of posh caravan. Mm. Um, like Phil McKinney, you know <clears throat> Phil McKinney? I do not, no. Former CTO at, uh, what's he called? Uh, Hewlett Packard? Ah, okay. Yeah, he's at Cable Labs now, and, uh, I was ah. at this cable show and he has a massive like, you know the the walls expand, kind of. Oh, ah, okay, an thing. RV, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, this, and he has a th- s- yeah, this is more dish. fixed. But but when you go there, I mean, they've got a Wi-Fi network that l- literally taps out entirely because everyone's going yeah. to watch Netflix at five yeah. o'clock when they're eating their burger. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I got fed up with it So I I'm I'm you know one that our grandkids love their bit of Netflix, and if it's not working, they're oh. Ah! So I took my dish with me <clears throat> and just plugged it in. Good at 89. i was uh, 120 wow yeah it's it's you know but oh but i don't know how many users there are um in the u.s mm. um there was a report out that it's starting to really get congested wow. i mean I, I don't need it i've got fiber at home mm. so but um that ability to have you know a, a really great service um was was was, was You were probably
1: the only person in the UK using it at that time.
0: Maybe I've seen a few. I mean, there's a there's like a thread somewhere. There's a thread somewhere, and there's there's quite a few folks that have got it. I mean, I kind of bought it as you know. I'm working from home. We need a backup. I've got also got um, e5g of course, but. Um, if if there's a power cut, you know, this, mm. and I've got UPS and solar, which I have, that'll still work. So when when um, when the apocalypse comes, yeah, I'll have good <laughs> broadband and have Netflix. Um, if nothing else. You, you'll be you'll <laughs> the, be sort the of f- person
2: who'd be a good ally when the apocalypse comes. <laughs> no, you'll
0: no, be the first house to be raided. <laughs> Probably, I'll be. <laughs> no, exactly. I'll be no. Governor we'll did, have that uh, Did you ever see the the LA riots with, um years ago the LA riots um it, I'll be like the Koreans so go go go, go, oh, go yeah, google yeah, it on the yeah. go google it yeah, yeah, on yeah. the roof yeah, yeah. <laughs> be me. listen uh, we're, nearly <laughs> sorry, we're nearly out of time
2: sorry sorry I was going to do I've just I'm just inventing <laughs> a new feature of the podcast on the fly because we're nearly out of time and I wanted to chuck a couple of things at, at Neil but he's only got about 5 minutes to answer each one. Quick oh fire. No. Quick so fire. so <laughs> our, quest, our quick fire section is now called Is it bollocks? <laughs> so I'm going to pick a thing and the baiting question is is it bollocks? Oh no. So open run.
0: Oh man, it's it's. And you five uh, minutes to cover this yeah. massive topic. So, um, look, look. I think. Um, oh, I have got a bit more. Is, my it, is it? Is having more radio vendors a good thing? Yes. Is it? Is Open going to change the world or make you know make some massive change to our industry? Absolute bollocks. It's not definitely not. right. So,
2: I mean. Yeah, so that's and more think, or less our angle, isn't and it? And I think
0: there's, I think there's, I think there's some evidence of it. So you know, <clears throat> the last two announcements um, from our friends at Vodafone saying they're working with Samsung and Nokia. You know, I look at that and think that's because it's hard and they know what they're doing. Um, mm. And they're so, integrated vendors. Yeah, and and you know, I kind of I, when I saw that, I was one. I wasn't surprised. And actually, we announced that we were working with Nokia. I don't know, four or five months ago, so it's good to see them following us eventually. Oh, meow. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, doing... Ra- I mean, in telco, there, we have some workloads that people really misunderstand how hard they are. Radio is one. It's so difficult. Well, as optical. Really difficult thing to get right. And, you know, t- to think that you can just knock up a few bits of open source, plug in a Raspberry Pi and press a button and you've got radio... Just fanciful, <laughs> but that's pie. that's what people. Well, that, I mean, th- I've seen people. Oh, I've got this Raspberry Pi open run. I was like, "Oh, no, literally, you want being wanna, hyperbolic? No, I No, I, I tell you what, I'm going to roll that out right to where you live, so that if you need an ambulance, how how certain are you going to be that the ambulance mm. is going to turn up now? This five quid bit of kit. Yeah, it's yeah. you know, it's it's that's but the it, challenge I've got with it, it. It's
1: you know, it's the the market direction that it goes in, really, because like you say, Samsung and Nokia. Well they were already here you know i mean scott and i were talking about this recently if, if all open RAN does is to maybe open up a role for samsung because huawei's not that, there that would be great that, yeah, samsung, I've got but some it may well have happened anyway. but it may well have happened yeah anyway. i, I, I just, you know, yeah, yeah
0: I, I think it would have done but i mean uh, look you know it, the other thing is is a cycle time uh, open RAN's time is not now is if if there is a 6g and, and i kind of hope there isn't um, not because I don't want I want technology to move on but yeah, I don't think we need some, need some big glory that. day 60 yeah. where we're all panicking yeah. to launch it yeah. um, I, but you know I, I kind of you've w- covered the <clears> 6G <throat> is it bollocks question yeah um, <laughs> that's good that's alright um, um, I think, um, words, um, I think Yeah, basically I've got two more minutes now um, I think um, <laughs> I think, um, I, think um, I think there's some the, you know the, the, the notion of driving more capability is great but I really want to see more silicon vendors come in. You know, even if you've got five people that are in making radios, but there's only running the same silicon, I don't call that diversification. And, and actually, I think the government, the DCMS, have actually really started to understand that mm. and are now starting to look at that, which is great to see. But Ian, you've written
1: but, well, I have, a lot but about the, that recently, the, haven't you? Yeah, but the silicon guys, I mean, they are the, they are the big US chip companies, yep. aren't they? Marvel, yep. N- yep. NVIDIA... Yep. I mean Intel. there's, there's Colum, the two Intel. camps of ARM and yep. Intel but it's yep. still what, what do you think of um, what do you think of Edge Q? do you know much about them at all or because they, they, they seem to be a little bit different to me you know in, tr- in terms of trying to do something with
0: Risk Five rather than the, yeah, no, the Luke, other systems so, so I, look I, when I talk about Silicon uh, you know yeah we've got AMD we've got Intel we've got these guys we need more of those players so yeah. so, so someone like that I welcome them yeah um, I kind of like how do we help them, but but also I've got to you know I run a network that if someone phones nine 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 they need an ambulance and it works you know a, and that's it's it's a really extreme use case but it's the one that matters to that person at that time that in a mission critical world does this stand up you know or there's a, a riot or a or a or a thing where people are on their phones or there's a, a bomb goes off or you know all those. Usually, terrible situations. Does the network perform? You know, COVID would be another one, and and you know, if 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 they've got that capability, you know, companies like BT, I'm sure will want to will want to work with them. But you know, I think part of what's turned up and in, in RAN is well, you know, it's a pilot, and you know, one one of our our um, guys made a gag about OpenRAN, which is they've got more pilots than BA. <laughs> cool. um, you know, and it, and it's and it's true, you know. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm. oh, we're testing this thing. I was like, why are you testing Thank that? Thank God,
2: though, that gives us something to cover on a quiet news day. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it, another <laughs> open round pilot, that'll do. Get that one out the door.
0: Um, so, yeah, look, I... I, I I mean, and, but there are some things open that I really like. The controller side of it, I'm really, and that allows us to do more automation. Sign me up for that. We're doing a lot of work on that in BT. It's a
1: bit like the SDN controller thing.
0: Yeah, and and for I think Rick. you know, and my, the thing we've been pushing at BT is is the, the reason that that struggled with on SD one is is the controllers were too tied to the devices. We need some abstraction so that if I upgrade the controller, the device doesn't break, or if I upgrade the device, the controller doesn't break. It's simple stuff like that. Yeah one more Ian. I'll share it with you. Okay, I
1: think I think we've got
2: time. I think we've got time for one more. more. Is it bollocks? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'm going to go with public cloud. Public cloud. (laughs) So (laughs) again, another 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 really easy to summarise. (laughs) Summarise. I mean, to slightly narrow it down. You know, the the trend of um, operators, not just operators, but obviously in in our day job, that's what we focus on. Operators moving more and more of their stuff to the public cloud more and more of their infrastructure more and more of of the stuff that that they used to just have in their own little dungeons yep Um, you know is that bollocks Ian Ian Ian. Neil (laughs) Neil
0: (laughs) or Ian as well I'll have that one so maybe um, maybe I should give this to you so, look, the, the public... Cl- let me let me get the praise of the public g- cloud guys out of the way. They've done some great stuff. They've given us some capabilities that we wouldn't have had, things like Kubernetes and signal control, and, you know, there's some amazing technology that they've came out with. And But they're... You know, I, I'll, I'll say what I said a few minutes ago. There are some things in telco that are unique to us that coming along with, a, you know, a one-size-fits-all bus just isn't going to work. So... Um, right now you know i think anyone putting their 4g or 5g core into public cloud is brave um you know and and you know you, if you talk to some of the that biggest sounds like
2: a euphemism for something else yeah <laughs> it,
0: um maybe um and um if you google it you'll find no um, <laughs> the, 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 um the 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 key thing but but actually i i think the whole So the public cloud guys think that there's there's big money in telco, and you just look at our results. There's no big money in telco, at least not at the moment. Could there there be big money in telco? For sure. It's how do we partner to do stuff for customers? Forget no one one cares about the core, or you know, no one's ever busted an e-shop. I want an EE phone because you're running open run. You're doing desegregation and you're yeah. in the cloud. No <laughs> one does that, right? I want, I want a standalone call, or on somewhere Yeah, else. Uh, wait a minute. You guys aren't <laughs> deploying RFC number six. You know, no one does that. So, hey, you know, public cloud guys, because you're geniuses at coming up with cool stuff that with some of our telco reliability stuff that we plug into it and, and, and extending it into places where, you know, I mentioned this earlier how do we go beyond the smartphone, how do we take the network into places the network's never been, and health and safety and medical, and I think if we work together we can solve tons of stuff on that, but, you know, actually we know how to run the mobile core we know how to run our apps, we know how to do this stuff, we're very good at it um, in fact we're brilliant at it so, I want to work with the, the public cloud guys to do stuff that's value add for customers and and fiddling about in the core. Is I'm it, not is sure. It is there right, a worry right working thing. with
1: them though? Because um, you know these. I mean, you were talking earlier about you know BT becomes more automated and it frees up resources to do some of these other sexy stuff. And someone sceptical would say, well, you know, there's dozens of operators. They're subscale compared with the hype. That's what they call the hyperscalers. Yeah. You know, they've got these enormous R and D budgets. They're going into all sorts of business. Amazon. Re- by the way on that jobs table employs something like one and a half million people it's really, i mean yeah. i know they're all in a lot houses, of them but, bunnies. but it, it's like um it's almost got to the point where you think can anybody do anything anymore that, <clears throat> so that, so know. the
0: adv- so the advantage that hyperscalers have is that they were born at a time where the government didn't have to own them if you added up all the incumbent telcos across the world, yeah. there's more than a million people working incumbent telcos, for sure. So when you think about it through that lens, it's, you know, everyone says, oh, they've got loads of money. I was like, to run the global telecoms infrastructure feels like a stretch to me. And also, why would they? There's, you know, we were talking earlier about how difficult the sector is right now. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I look at, you know, some of them that have built some great infrastructure. So some of the hyperscalers building some of the core infrastructure, um, submarine cables, because they're the biggest users of them now. The, the internet's changed. Yeah. it Used to be, yeah. if you you know anything on the internet went to America, that just isn't the way anymore. And as a good thing, it's much more distributed. So we you know so don't need to buy that kind of infrastructure anymore. We're we're tiny users of it. Um, the the stuff that you know. G- Google building fiber, um, you know, with um, Google Fiber. The great thing about that was, is Google learned how hard it is. Yeah, Yeah. right. And and you know, I was at a session where they were explaining how, you know, you know, they were talking about. There was a guy from Google Fiber. I was, you know, how many homes passed on? and he came out with a number, and then I came out with a number. I think we did twenty eight thousand today. And it was more than their number for the year. Yeah. And and you know that they, they've learned that actually this is this it's is that not, core competence is, thing, a bit absolutely. like what we're talking about with TV and But exactly. but, but, exactly. but
1: not not necessarily doing that, but the kind of sexy stuff on top, you know. Is there so, is there an opportunity so for anybody to do anything? I, I
0: think I think look, you you've got even though we all look at the world through this global lens, you know, the world is not a global place. When you're you know, when you're walking down the street here, you're in London. You're in the UK. You're, there's things about the UK that are unique that I don't think you can run centrally. I just, I just, don't, I don't believe it. I think it's too difficult. I think you've got to get to distribution. These big guys are never going to do that. I would, I would suggest, or might be happy to be quoted to be wrong on that. But they, but we are here, and we can be a route to that to those customers. We've got the right credentials with security, with capability. I genuinely think that if 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 we work together more for the benefit of customers, there's a win-win for all of us. Now, some of the you know some companies have got we're going to own everything, and and I get why they want that. Um, but are they going to be able to really achieve the difference that they want to be able to achieve by sticking in that mode? Well, I think the next few the next year, if this you know this big downturn is going to be anything that that we believe in. Um, I think we'll see whether that's true or not. But I think yeah. all I I think our, I think telcos, are, we're, we're naturally nervous because we see these players move in a way that, you know, we're jealous of in terms of pace sometimes. Yeah. But even even with that... Well, and money. Well, m- money, but again, <coughs> bring all the global telcos together. How much money have we got? How much Good money point. are we investing? So you're,
2: you're saying that it's
0: much more condensed into a few players yeah, than the big tech. Yeah, and, and also... Do you, so twenty years from now, do you think there'll be three hyperscalers only? I don't know. It's hard to imagine where the new entrants will so, be now. So when, so when, you know, so when BT was the only telco in the eighties, would you yeah, believe yeah. that BT's the well, only telco? No, I
1: don't, because I think we'll end up with another sort of standard oil type scenario where they end up getting busted up. But
0: possibly. Uh, but I also, I, I also think that so, I mean, there's, there's, we spoke about this in the last pod, but there's a challenge around compute power. We're really hitting the, the, the roof of it. And I think that this one size fits all is a model that's going to shrink. And I think you might see some niche players come yeah, in. That we're I the agree. cloud for cars. We're the cloud for, right. you know.
1: Well, I'd welcome that. Uh, yeah,
0: I, yeah, I, I think, I, and again, I think if you do that, because you're the cloud for cars, you're thinking more about customers and how they buy cars and what they need in cars, and you'll do a better job. I, I genuinely believe that. So I think we're, we're, you know, in the evolution of the public cloud, the eggs just cracked. That's where I think we are. And right. I think that the, the whole bird has got to develop and fly before it's before we've really seen what the, the, the war the word hyperscaler means. Uh, it's not and, and look I mean, when you look at what they've achieved in, the, in a short space of time, you know it's it's you're right to be nervous about it and right to think about it. But I kind of think about it. Okay, okay how can I leverage that? That's how that's the way I look at it. And I, I I would challenge our industry to think how how do we leverage it more, and how do we work more with them. But don't come with me. Don't come and say, "Oh, Neil, put your cloud here. You put your core here. It'll solve all your problems. It won't. It won't even get. Won't. Yeah, in fact, make them worse. It's not, it's work. not, it's not, it's not just, a panacea. It's, it's, it's just not going to. And it's not going to help us. And we've done it, and it works. And you know, life is good, and you're relinquishing control. I, right, I think, I think we're more or less out of time. Um,
2: I quite. I am quite enjoy that, is it bollocks segment.
0: I
1: might um, <laughs> a, go with need that. a theme I mean, tune, like a guy with a banjo, <laughs> 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 is it bollocks, is it bollocks,
2: have a little sting for it. Um, I mean, obviously, Neil's considered a nuanced responses show what a crude instrument it is, because of course, you can't conclude that something's bollocks or not. Yes. But that's half the joke, isn't it? it this sort of binary <laughs> point. Um But look, uh, it's great to have you back. Um but Thanks for inviting me. I, I certainly I mean you have an open invitation in general but it would certainly be great to catch up with you when you know what you're doing next um and hear all about that um but you know I, honestly um as I said several times on this pod just having having people who've got your experience at that the sort of sort of c-suite strategic level of things i think is incredibly instructive just to know how things work or or don't work yeah so so thanks again for coming in and uh and good luck with your job search
0: mate thank you (laughs) if you're looking for anyone you can email (laughs) thank
2: you okay i'll leave it there so uh thanks a lot for listening and make sure you join us for the next one